nigger stole my bike. I really need my bike. Turns out that nigger's white. Stole my rights Justin Trudeau Can't work without my bike! Serena Williams is a dyke! That Viking stole my wife! Good morning, everybody. I just felt I'd start with some, with some good piano. And thank you all for joining me. Let's see how many people we have. We have almost 1,000 people already. And thank you to everyone who super chats or PayPals or Patreons or any of that stuff because it allows me to not have sponsors, not corporate sponsors, not government sponsors, not uh, networks, not no producers, nothing. And that allows me to say stuff like, that nigga stole my bike. <laughs> can't do that if you have sponsors there's no sponsor if i had birch gold or bowen branch i would not be allowed to call serena williams a quote-unquote dyke because uh that just wouldn't why don't i'm going to start doing though is just plugging things i like like uh black rifle coffee they're not paying me shit i like them i like the fact that they're uh ex-military and they make coffee and it's damn good so that's a sponsorship without them telling me to be sponsored. So, because I kind of like uh, telling people what shit is good, but I don't want any of their money because then I may not be able to call Serena Williams a dyke. I have no idea about Dollar Shave Club. Uh, someone gave me Bowen Branch sheets as a gift for my baby. 
They seem soft, I guess, but I'm not really a sheets guy. I think uh, thread count is a scam. It's a total scam. I I don't even know what it means. I think sheets are sheets. I think uh, any sheet is comfortable if it's raining outside and you can hear the rain. Like last night, I got to hear the rain. And I slept like a baby. Actually, that isn't... I, I slept like a drunk man. Because cause anybody with a baby, I have a toddler and a baby, knows that babies don't always sleep great. So that's a weird expression. It's like, I, I slept like a baby. It's like, what, you, you shit your pants and screamed all night? <laughs> all right, we got some good stuff to talk about. We're about to go on tour. Dallas is sold out. I warned you. I warned y'all. Dallas is sold out. Austin is sold out, but we still have Houston, San Antonio, a few left for uh, Atlanta and West Palm Beach, Florida. I will be leaving tomorrow to do uh, to do to reunite with my good friend and cohort Stephen Crowder to do Louder with Crowder. I will be on that show tomorrow. And is today Tuesday or Wednesday? Today's Tuesday, right, guys? What? Oh, today's Monday. So I'll be on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on Glotter Crowder, and then Friday I'll, I'll be uh, Dallas. Saturday's a day off, so we'll be hanging with bears. The bear phone will be activated for everybody that donated when I needed it badly uh, and they got bear phone access, and I have been laxing, like lackadaisical hard on the bear phone. Um, bear phone will be alive and well during the tour, so maybe we can all like hang, up, grab, hang out, grab drinks, shoot some guns, whatnot. Uh, I, Coddington Bear will probably be in charge of the bear phone. Um, Eric Nimmer will be joining us. Ba- Base Texan will be uh, joining us to help with audio for the Texas shows. And then um, Dolev will be flying in from Israel to uh, join us for Atlanta and West Palm Beach. And she wants to see Mickey Mouse because Jews like Mickey Mouse, which is odd because I don't think Mickey Mouse likes Jews. And I can't wait. I- I'm-, I'm bummed that I'm going to be missing my family a lot, but we're going to... Uh, FaceTime every day or Skype or whatever. And, uh, but I'm allowing myself to be really excited about the tour, even though I will be missing my family a lot. All right, we're now at 1150. Wow, we're back in business, baby. I told you they tried to blip us, but they're not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Today, we're gonna talk about Serena Williams. We're gonna talk about uh, rules of the game in life. We're gonna talk about Elon Musk. We're gonna talk about the power of rhetorical questions. Does anyone wonder why Barack Obama always passes? Uh, fact checks, even though it, he lies all the time, but yet Trump doesn't pass fact checks, even though he obviously is more honest than Obama. I'll teach you how. It's also how, not not how to use it, because it's 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 them dark forces, yo, but uh, how to watch out for it. It's also how uh, Ancient Aliens doesn't get sued for uh, just lying constantly. It's called the rhetorical question. It's a very, very powerful thing. Serena Williams' initials are actually SJW. I think that's pretty hilarious. I want to talk about how much I enjoyed the Christina Hoff Summers interview with Ben Shapiro because she reminds me a lot of my mother's position on uh, feminism and life itself and how my mother was a uh, what she believed to be a feminist and had a very similar red-pilling experience as uh, Christina Hoff Summers. Like, I sent that to my mom, uh, Ben Shapiro, Sunday night, or Sunday special, I was like, Mom, the fast-talking Jew is going to try and sell you underwear and sheets and life insurance, but outside of that, this is going to be a fantastic conversation, and she loved it. So I highly recommend the the Ben Shapiro 
uh, Sunday special with Christina Hoff Summers. If you want to understand my mom and a lot of other uh, professor types that aren't insane or Marxist and had to just face the cold reality of what they, of what they, um, of what happened to colleges and why. She explains it awesomely about how the liberals let in the leftists because they didn't have, that, that, that's, the, that's the beauty and the Achilles heel of liberals. I, I, can, I have liberal tendencies, not politically at all. I'm not a liberal, but I have liberal tendencies as far as being open-minded and being like, I mean, this guy, yeah, he's holding a gun and he's covered in blood, but maybe he has a good idea for how we should stock up groceries. Like, I am that guy. And so, uh, I know the Achilles heel of liberals because I've been there where you say, well, we're open-minded to all ideas, so let's let in the Marxists because that's just another idea that can compete in the marketplace of ideas. But what happens is the Marxists is kind of like an invading species uh, they don't let in anyone else. So once you let in someone that doesn't follow your classical liberal ideals of like marketplace of ideas, uh, it everything goes to a living hell. So there's that. I want to talk about identity politics and how it affects white people. Um, there's a Somalian that might become a congressperson in Minnesota that's a ridiculous story that makes me a little concerned. Uh, men... How men fit in. I saw some great movies. I liked Thor Ragnarok, and I also liked uh, Doctor Strange. I, I've been enjoying the Marvel stories, because at least there's a good guy, bad guy uh, character arc. It's not postmodern soup yet. So me and my wife watch, uh, watch Thor and Doctor Strange and, and enjoyed both of them. And, uh, and it's funny seeing the progress of me. I would have been more of a Loki character, like the trickster. That's what comedians are. They can pass in and out of... Uh, worlds go in between chaos and order, if you will. It's an ancient archetype. Uh, but the world has gotten so chaotic that I'm now just a very conservative thinking person. <laughs> Whereas once I would have related more to Loki, I now relate a lot more to the people that just say, follow the fucking rules. Because Loki can't be Loki without a consistent world. Elon Musk says we're in a simulation, so I want to talk about that. Um... I, I I mean that I mean it is kind of like mind masturbation, but the fact that Serena Williams's initials are SJW was the first time in a long time I've been like, is this a fucking simulation? But it's definitely not. Um, all right, so let's start. Oh, and I want to show you uh, when I was stolen from a long time ago, an ancient wound. Let's start up top. What is this? Oh, yeah, so. For those of you, you, you probably recognize this. This is uh, Nicki Minaj and uh, the Lonely Island guys doing uh, the, a, a dance called The Creep. It was one of their biggest hits. Uh, they've made tons of money on it. I, I can't show you the video because, ironically, I would be docked for uh, copyright infringement. Mustache. Hang on, watch this. So this, is, so this is my video I did for Adam Sandler's website in 2004. A good four years before um, Lonely Island did this. Alright, so do the creepy dance. I get noticeable erections in public. But my handshake is really limp. I sweat all the time. 
Same song in case anyone figured that I out. To you at a public urinal, and I make you feel Do you really, really uncomfortable. Because I, I wear socks, socks with my sandals. That nigga stole my bike. I'm so creepy, yeah. Alright, so you'll see in a second. I'm 26 when I made this. Dance. All right, so as you can see, it was a direct ripoff, and uh, the the guy who played Adam Sandler's son in another in a movie is this dude right below me stealing my shit from AdamSandler.com. So. When the Jews, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I was trying to keep uh, a, a straight face. You know, Sandler did so much for my career that I didn't say anything. And and to be honest, it's not on him at all. It's 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 the same lesson that I learned with the Joe Rogan thing, where it's um, he didn't steal from me, but he didn't have my back. And um, I, I I people pointed that out to me recently, and I it, it kind of brought back memories of that, where it was like. Obviously, it was stolen. That was on AdamSandler.com for two years, and then Andy Sandberg uh, stole it, and all the Jews knew about it. It was like I was the creepy dance guy, and then they just did it and made a ton of money on it, and no one said anything. So it's an interesting concept where it's someone who doesn't do anything to you, but they don't have your back, and that, that kind of brings up the issue of tribe. Because one reason I've been very happy lately is because I have such a good and uh, fun and loyal tribe. You guys. It feels great. And I never used to have a tribe. I've been stolen from more than most people have written. And that was kind of like, uh, I think that's one reason why the Jews let me in such a high level of uh, influence in in L.A. is because I was a cash cow. You know, I, I could be stolen from and I wouldn't say anything. Because I was always looking for that um, that kind of father figure that that I just wanted to be part of a crew and I wanted uh, you know and that's one of a million examples that's that's nothing I mean I've had entire fucking TV shows have been stolen from me pitching them like I would pitch a show to a network and then they would say no and then they would do the show the year after but with someone else. And I was always like, yeah, you know, I'll suck it up for the team, for the squad. But they aren't my team. They never were my team. They never st- uh, stood up for me. It's kind of like the, the Rogan thing where I was talking about before, like how he's like my step, he was like my stepdad, uh, where I was like holding the mitt. I'm like, I just want to play ball. He's like, buddy, I fucked your mom twice. That doesn't mean I'm your dad now. And so uh, I was thinking a lot about identity politics and how it affects people. Cause I, one thing that's never gotten out of my mind uh, is that 96% of black people voted for Barack Obama. That means 30%, a good 30% voted against their own economic interests and 60, 70% voted against their religious affiliation. 
just because of skin color. There, there's this uh, uh, Somalian woman in uh, Minnesota who won the Democratic primary who's a confirmed uh, bigamist and has se- had sex with her brother openly. But yet she still won because the population of Somalis are so high there that they just voted for their own. And I started thinking about like, what does that mean? Because I'm not racially motivated. I don't like that. It, and I'm starting to realize that part of it is just my feelings. I, I don't like the feeling of that, of being like, well, whites have to stick together. That makes me feel very uncomfortable. And I don't think it's sustainable in this uh, world. And I have too many black friends and I have a half Hispanic uh, wife and I'm a quarter fucking Jew. So it's a bit, it's basically impossible at this point for me to have any semblance of a white identity, nor do I want one because it seems kind of gay. That being said, um, what the fuck is going on with people? Like, why would someone vote? Like, I would vote for a black conservative. I would vote for Larry Elder or Thomas Sowell any day of the week over fucking just some white socialist. I don't understand why anyone wouldn't do that. And so I was watching Thor and uh, I don't want to tell what happens. It's a major spoiler and and I want people to watch it. So I'm not even going to say it. But let's just say they address that the place isn't what matters. It's the people that makes uh, the place that you could take the people in a place and put them anywhere and they would be. And they and and that dirt would then become that nation again because it's about the people, not about the the dirt. The dirt's arbitrary. That the people is what made um, the nation strong, and it could be anywhere. And I think that America is having a real identity problem because I don't want American identity to be white people. Uh, I think that that is. I mean, just just we lose Larry Elder and Thomas Sowell and Eric Nimmer just. Right off the bat, uh, it has to be bigger than than skin. It has to be. Don't get me wrong. I think we need insanely tight borders. I think the fact we're bringing in Somalis that are literally voting for uh, brother fuckers is unbelievably disturbing. I think the fact that we're flooding Texas with so many Mexicans that they may, they're they're they Ted Cruz is on the ropes. That's insanity. That's not what I mean by race. That's we're bringing in other nationalities that don't identify with America. So what so what I think has to happen first is what is America to identify to? When people say like uh well you're not acting American, you know, you want other ideals. You have to make a list. And I asked people a few years ago on Facebook, which I now can't go on because of um being reasonable and funny. I'm now I I'm still kicked off uh Facebook. But what is America? Like, what is it to be America? Like, some of my best fans and cohorts and quote-unquote allies, which is what the Soviets call them, are Hispanics in in Texas, in New Mexico, in Arizona, saying the soy, you know, they're just like us. It's like, the soy's coming, you know, I want to babysit my kids because I want to teach them Christian values and capitalism, blah, blah. And their last name is like Lopez or Cortez or, you know, Santiago. it's, It's truly not about race it is when you're importing millions of these fuckers but we have to seriously figure out what is america like if you took a ship and picked up a million americans and put them somewhere 
and we could make another America, what would that America look like? And what would be the ideals? And what would be that which couldn't be destroyed by shitty leg- legislation by lizard people? And no, that is not Jews. That they're, they're, I, like Lizard people is a metaphor for people that are uh, cold-blooded. Like Hillary Clinton's a lizard person. Um, but Jews get real sensitive when you say lizard people because they've been called that by, by dickheads. But uh, there are, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Uh, someone, someone just talked some shit so they're kicked out. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Let me just kick out this person real quick. We have almost 2,000 people. That's amazing. Yo, hit the like button. I've been so, that last uh, podcast I did, it didn't get the most amount of views because it was just called the number 12. Like, I don't think that really intrigued very many people except for the hardcores. And uh, I thought it was pretty interesting, to be honest. Like, the number 12 is fucking fascinating. Tons of people wrote me. This one structural architect uh, was like, the number 12 is everywhere with strong strong architecture because of the three, three fours. I don't know what the hell he was talking about, but it had something to do with a pyramid and a square. But um, the amount of likes per views, it was like 15 or 20% of the people who watched it hit the like button. And I really appreciate that because that's my shield against the algorithms. Because I'm, if you've noticed, I don't even have a flag on my channel right now. Because if you have enough likes per view, you become inoculated to the to the robots. That sounds like the rantings of a schizophrenic in 1995, but... Turns out those guys were right. <laughs> My buddy told me a uh, uh, strong, good guy, salt of the earth. And uh, he comes over to his house and, and, his, and, my, and his buddy is like, dude, we got we to gotta, we gotta return the flat screen. And he's like, dude, you got to go to sleep. You've been up for four days. And he's like, bro, I'm telling you, man. The flat screen is listening to me and like looking at me. And he goes in and the flat screen had been completely dismantled. And he's like, bro, I don't think we can return this. Like, what do we say? That, that, that they're spying on you? And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, man. Listen. Turns out that guy was right. The flat screens, they really do listen to you now. Isn't that crazy? How the craziest people turned out to be accurate? Uh, Christina Hoff Summers had a great point. Because there are women that want to be like men. And she was like, 20% of women want to compete against men and just be like that, just ultra competitive, like the Whitney Cummings type, you know, uh, Serena Williams type. And they'll just have a, they'll, they'll have a baby, not even think about it. Just go right back to, to just trying to win. And then there's like 20% that just want to be moms, just taken care of just moms. And then there's like 60% that want to like part time when they need to, you know, when they have a baby, they get that attachment and then they kind of go back to work and the modern feminist is only appealing to that one twenty percent that wants to like compete against men, and they're ignoring the eighty percent of women that either partially or completely just want to be part of a family unit and taken care of. And I thought that that was fascinating. And also, she addressed that there's a small percentage of men that are psychopathic predators, whether they're rapists or pedophiles or killers or just creeps. Uh, you know, one, one percent, I think, or psychopaths and the rest of the men, what, what we're designed to do is protect and serve and teach and support and nourish and be there for women and children and, and, you know, condemn 
that 1% of psychopaths. But the fact that we've been so emasculated and, you know, we're, we're a nation of men raised by women, as they said in Fight Club, and we've just been drinking soy, just chugging soy, just till, till it's running down our face. Uh, a lot of men aren't capable of protecting women anymore. They, they're, they're incapable of calling out the true predators because of social approval. You know, they can't say Harvey Weinstein tried to rape my wife because they want the, the clicks, the likes, the approval. They're emasculated. They can't speak up. And, and that's, that's a real problem because good men are the, are the best thing that has ever happened to women. There's a reason we throw balls faster. There's a reason we're dominant in every sport. It's because we're designed for war. We're designed for hunting. We're designed for protection. And who do we protect? Women and children. That's why we're like this. We don't do, you got the 20% of women that want to just throw balls as fast as men and compete as men. Most of them are lesbians because they're trying to, uh, or have horrible male problems. They just want to compete against women for the attention of, or compete against men for the attention of women. That's why Ellen, Oprah, you know, Rosie, all these, these cows uh, these man-hating cows, what they're doing is they're just trying to get attention from women. That's why so many female stand-up comedians are, are lesbians. Some are cool. I just listed three I don't like, but some, uh, uh, man, I always bail, I always forget her name, but there's this one lesbian comedian that makes me laugh my ass off. Uh, Ellen's stand-up in the 80s was a genius. I mean, she was trying to get that pussy. Ah, uh, man, I forget this other girl's name. It doesn't matter. That's why women leaning left isn't offensive to me. They should. That's like what they are. Unless they're married to a man that they're supporting or they love their children enough to not. Like if a woman has a boy, a son, they're going to go right wing unless they have no contact with that son. Unless someone else is raising that son. Because to see what the left does to boys is so mind-blowingly heartbreaking that a woman can't stay leftist if she has a son she loves or a husband she loves. But if a woman is single or if a woman in any of those situations, or if a woman has a, a, a single mom or doesn't love her husband or something like that, it's very easy for her to be a leftist because she wants daddy government to be the daddy. She wants the government to raise her children and protect her when she's cold because she doesn't have a good man to do it. And so when I see women Democrats or female leftists, it, it doesn't feel like the fox in the hen house like it does with men because men have no excuse. There is no good men that are like, I just think the state should make everything equal. That doesn't exist. They're liars. Uh, women, it's in their nature because women just want to protect their, their natural instincts is to protect toddlers. Like don't like don't put the fork in the light socket. Everyone gets the same amount of chocolate. That's awesome when you're dealing with three-year-olds. When you're dealing with 35-year-olds, it's horrifying. So that's why it's a balance. And that's why you need uh, men. Men have weaknesses as well. Like the way we are is not good with children. Like two-year-olds, three-year-olds. Like I love that my wife can always comfort Walter and always be there for him. Because sometimes when he falls or something, I'm like, sweet. He just learned. You know, don't ride the scooter down the hill or you fall on your face. And I love my son more than anything in the world, like both my sons and my wife. Like I would die in a heartbeat for either of my kids without hesitation. That being said, sometimes when he falls down, I laugh because I think, oh, there's a lesson. So he could have had a very cold upbringing with me, even though, you know, we hang and I'm a good dad and all that. But that female 
touch is so necessary. Same with babies, you know, it just dudes and babies like, you know, I'll nap with Charlie and I love Charlie and I'll play with little Charlie, but my drive is not to be around little tiny babies. But then once a, um, a, a child, girls and boys starts hitting five, six, seven, eight, nine, that's when a dad is crucial because it's like, we will allow you to fail and feel the failure so that you don't want to feel it again. So that brings me to Serena Williams. Um, there's some super chats here, but I'm kind of in the zone. Should I read a couple of these first? Oh, by the way, hugepianist.com for tickets to the tour. Dallas just sold out. So Austin and Dallas are sold out. You can still get tickets to Houston, San Antonio, Atlanta, West Palm Beach. And uh, the Bear Phone will be activated for the whole tour. We'll do a lot of hanging out. I'm going to shoot. I'm, I'm shooting it as a documentary called uh, Unbearable, I think. But we're going to shoot all the, uh, all the shows as well. Bringing a whole entourage of bears. So, uh, good times. If you're in any of those cities and you like, uh, like to shoot things or edit things or be part of sketches, let me know. Cause we're, we have all these, uh, Airbnbs and stuff that I rented for all of us in all these different cities. So that's called uh, production value. So we're trying to write sketches that can be shot in all these different cities and plan them out ahead of time. One of them is, uh, Eric Nimmer is going to be uh, a Terminator type character where I become, cause when I was a little kid, this is a true story. I was telling him about this and he was dying laughing. And, uh, he came up with this sketch idea when I was nine, I would take my stock, my, my paper route money and my, I used to collect cans and I'd put it on the stock market and, uh, I invested in China power and light and, uh, and AT&T and a couple others. And, and then my bike was stolen and it kind of, after I was paper boy the year twice, my bike was stolen by, you know, who, and uh, it kind of changed my life a little bit because I I, I had asthma because I was a little fat kid. And uh, I couldn't do the, the route without the bike as easily. And I, I just kind of took a little steam out of, my, out of my engine. And he was laughing that if I didn't have my bike stolen, I might have been one of these billionaire soy boys. So we rented this one house in Atlanta where it's going to be like me if, as if my bike was never stolen. And then he's going to be the Terminator that goes back in time to steal my bike so that I don't become that, that pussy billionaire and I get a little edge to me. Albeit, you know, a tiny bit of racism, but just enough, just enough to, to stay safe. I think that's an insanely good idea. If anyone has ideas, please. I can't keep track of shit right now, so unbearablecomedy at Gmail, email Delev. Please, 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 any sketches you have, we can shoot on the road. Any places that you uh, have that we could shoot at, uh, anything I'm, I'm, this is going to be a highly creative week. We even have like base Texan can, can edit Coddington can edit. I can edit, uh, Nimmer can edit. Delev is just so organized. <clears throat> it's, it's unbelievable. So it's going to be awesome. So Serena Williams, I dove deep into this one because it seems so weird that she claims sexism is why she lost to another girl. And she lost to this Japanese girl who's also half black. She's as much black as Obama was. So I don't even know why they, they don't say she's black, but Osaka, I believe her name was. And it's a bummer that she doesn't get to feel this, the joy of winning. She just has to deal with this SJW nonsense. Serena Williams, initials are SJW. And, uh, and so what happened is her coach was coaching her like doing like signals and shit, which is illegal. You can't do that in the, in the rules in tennis. And, uh, 
And so then she freaked out and threw a racket, which you also can't do. So she was, uh, oh, Stefan Molyneux, by the way, breaks this down perfectly if you want to just see the whole thing. He has a whole presentation on this. I'm just summing it up. So she throws a racket, gets docked a point, and then she calls the line judge like a liar. And like a, you know, just, just very verbally abusive to the line judge so that she got uh, doxed a game. Not dox. Is that the right word? I know that means giving someone's information online. I don't fucking know. So she's spiraling and she's claiming she's like, I'm a feminist. You know, I have a, I have a daughter. I'm standing for more than you people. And she loses the match. And all these people come to her defense like she got robbed. Where in reality, they just followed the rules. And so the rules of the game, what's bothered me about the left for so long now is that they don't follow the rules. Like I, I remember when I uh, really wanted to go after this one guy because his leftist hate mob was going after one of their own. And I, I was like, yeah, he should be fired. And my boy Dave Smith was like, yeah, but you can't play by their rules or else you become them. And we got in this argument about it, constructive argument, not a leftist argument. There was no insults. Like I... You know, he's about to have his first kid. I absolutely adore Dave Smith, by the way. One of the best human beings alive. I talk to him almost every day. He's awesome. Uh, He has a great podcast called Part of the Problem, uh, produced by Luis J. Gomez. If you want to see a Puerto Rican that got off welfare and did something good with his life, Luis J. Gomez started uh, Gas Digital. Great human being. You know, he's not stealing bikes, I'll tell you that. But anyway, uh... So I started thinking about rules. The way the left is, it's almost like you're playing basketball and they just pull out a gun and just start shooting people and then just like make a layup. And I'm like, that's bullshit. But part of me understands it a little more now because one of the things, one of the holes I'm not going to fall into is saying that the left is stupid. That's a problem Ben Shapiro, I think, has. I don't know if it's sincere or not. I don't know if he actually knows their game plan or if he really does believe they're stupid. I haven't figured it out yet. Because I'm trying really hard to not assume people's intentions or mind read. Thank you for that, Scott Adams. That actually really helped my life a lot. Where um, I'm not going to assume what's in someone's head. But Ben Shapiro always says, like, and this is why we don't respect the New York Times. And, and, And it's so stupid. It's so silly. It's so stupid. I'm like, it's not stupid. They're bending the rules. They're taking the rules and they're redoing them. So that the, all a rule is, is what you can get away with. So if they figured out that, that by guilt tripping normal people into, with this racism and sexism bullshit, they no longer have to follow the rules. They just win. And that's, that's the Achilles heel of conservative thought sometimes. And that's why I have so much respect for Crowder. Crowder will paint a picture of Mohammed with shit as Bob Ross. Like, he knows how to come back and, like, within conservatism, be hilarious and not just always be reacting. Uh, but, but you know, a lot of people, myself included, can fall in this, this zone where we're just reacting to the insanity of the left and not uh, acting. That's why I've made Shylock Holmes and made, uh, you know, D- uh, Detective Soyman and all this shit and all the stuff I've done with Crowder is because you don't want to just be reactive to these people you want to do your own shit and so it doesn't even matter whether or not they play by the rules if they can still win you know if they can somehow guilt trip 
people that follow the rules and know what's best for society. Because what they're proposing is, is nonsense chaos that would devolve into oblivion. It's literally the bad guy from Doctor Strange. It's this, this chaos, nothing bullshit that would just take over the world. It's, it's this utopian thought. That's why I like Doctor Strange, because he even scoffs at the idea of utopia in, um, in the movie. And I was like, finally, someone fucking knows any utopian thought is insanity. So my question to you guys, and please comment on, on this video because I don't know the answer, is what is a rule? Is a rule just something you can get away with? Or is it important that we set the rules up, the rules of engagement before we start? And so that brings me to rhetorical questions because Barack Obama has been at it again. And one of the things that he did is he did something insane, both brilliant and evil and just shitty is he was referring to Donald Trump and he said, how hard is it to condemn Nazis? Of course, Donald Trump has not only condemned Nazis, he's never even, it, there's, there's nothing he's done to make it seem like he likes Nazis. He's condemned Nazis hundreds of times. So why does that pass the fact check? It's one of those spells that I've talked about in other uh, episodes that it's called the rhetorical question. It's, it's, if you watch... If you watch um, uh, Ancient Aliens, the entire thing is based on the rhetorical question where they say, what if space aliens came down and built the pyramids? What would you do if I told you that space aliens came down and built the pyramids? It's very similar to saying, how hard is it to condemn the Nazis? He didn't say Donald Trump has never condemned the Nazis. He said, how hard is it to condemn the Nazis? That, that puts an image in your head. That's like saying, how hard is it to not beat your wife, Gary? And Gary's like, I, didn't, I don't beat my wife. And he's like, but this passed the fact check because the question is how hard is it to not beat your wife? The answer is depending on the wife. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's how you can lie all the time. Where it's like, what if I asked the American people to close the wage gap of 30 cents between men and women? You see how that's not a lie, even though it's a lie? There is no wage gap. Christina Hoff Summers uh, describes it beautifully. It's been disproven from everyone from Harvard, MIT, everybody, anybody with a calculator in any sense whatsoever, uh, can show you why there's no actual wage gap between men and women. If there were any Titan of industry would just hire a ton of lesbians because you only have to pay them, you know, you 77 cents on the dollar or whatever. Uh, it's bullshit. It's hundred percent bullshit. It doesn't factor in women that have children. It just takes all men, all women, not factoring in that, that, you know, men take on much more dangerous jobs. They work way more and women many times quit. Thank God women quit to raise babies because if not, we have a nation of, of psychopaths, but, um, he's not that, that passes a fact check. You see the tricks, you see the leftist tricks and that's, that's following the rules where he says, how hard, what if I told America that we can close the wage gap? I don't know. What if he did? What if he lied? The question isn't, I, that statement assumes the existence of a wage gap, but the statement itself is not a lie. Isn't that, once you see it, it's hard to not fucking despise these people because they're playing on our assumptions of good. You understand that? That's one reason why dudes like me and Gavin McGinnis are almost uniquely tuned up to fight the left because we're kind of, we're enough scumbag and we've been liberals in the past. Not like 
leftists, but just like we've been in that entertainment world where we know how fucking disturbing they are. And so when part of me wonders if Ben Shapiro really is just so removed from the intentions of these people that he truly thinks they're making mistakes where it's like, I mean, they allow Sarah Zhang to say that white people belong underground. I mean, and people wonder why they don't trust these people. No, they're moving the entire Overton window. They're moving the entire uh, range of dialogue to the point where Jordan Peterson saying clean your room is a revolutionary act. Think about how far we've fallen and why. We've removed masculinity so much because of this dumb shit that everyone, everyone on the right, except for a handful of people, seem to truly believe it's an accident or stupid. It's not. We're to the point where if Jordan Peterson says clean your room, people start trying like they're listening to the Pope in the 60s or something. Like, every dad should say clean your fucking room, asshole. You can't play until you clean your room. Clean your fucking room. That's basic masculinity. It's not stupid. It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. It's dark forces, man. And that's why I, I've grown to really enjoy a lot of these, um, a lot of these uh, superhero movies because the magic spells, like in Doctor Strange, like to utter the magic spells and to draw power from the darkness and all this stuff, that's all real. You don't get to like have like crazy effects and run upside down in a, in a, in a city and stuff, but, but uttering words that can trick people into giving away their gold and their children's future is a magic spell. And one of the, and I'm trying to educate our side. And cause at this point, there's no leftists watching this unless there it's some sort of masochism. There's, t- there's plenty, I, there's plenty of uh, classical liberals that enjoy this live stream and podcast, but at this point, you have to understand that your people are, you're a fucking unicorn at this point, And you might be burying your head in the sand of reality if you really think the classical liberal is actually still a thing. Liberal means leftist now. Like, that, you know, Jim Carrey just said, we have to embrace socialism and the word socialism. Enough is enough. The reason these people do that, at any point, Jim Carrey can give away all his money. There's nothing holding him back. He's worth, you know... 300 million jk rowling could give away her castles she doesn't i live in a i find that my house is too big for me but we're planning on breeding you know we want four kids that's our goal so we got a four-bedroom house because i also need a, a studio i find it too big these these stuffed pigs uh live in castles and they have other castles that aren't being used now If you're a free market capitalist, I do not judge that. And some people might say, Big Bear, that's a little crazy. Nope. If you made your money, if you're a billionaire and for some reason you want five castles all around the world and you played the game and you won and you created something that that brings that much value to people where they give you billions of dollars, that's your choice. That's your choice to have those castles. Now, if you're one of those people that owns those castles and say that you now want to take my freedom and take my money and distribute it the way you want to, no, you don't get to do that. You get to, you, you, you get to have wealth or not. If Jim Carrey wants to be a socialist, the first thing he should do is give away all his money except for $28,000 or $30,000 so he can be average. And uh, he'll never do that. What he wants is power. He wants power and it's all 
motivated by the extreme fear of death. So my question is, and emptiness, obviously, because no one would go for this shit unless they were completely empty, unless they had no family that, that loved them or they loved. And J.K. Rowling is running around being like, what would Harry Potter say? I don't know. Harry Potter, the guy who had so many bad ideas, he kept getting people killed and he has Satan in his forehead. I don't know. I don't care what he has to say. He's run, riding around on a fucking broom. Harry Potter is a dipshit. Why didn't he get normal sized glasses? Does he not care about peripheral vision? Anyway, wow, there's 2,300 people hanging out. This is awesome. Hit the like button. It means a lot. It helps me not get um, taken down. Let's, uh, let's check out some more. And I'll read your super chats. PayPal.me slash feed the bear if you want to throw the bear some honey. Or um, super chats I will read. Hugepianist.com to get some tickets to the tour. Dallas and uh, Austin are sold out. And I leave tomorrow to be on Lotter with Crowder for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. All right, let's check out some more stuff. The case. Oh, I'm going to play you guys this. You may have seen this, this but a lot, it's surprising how many of you guys haven't seen a bunch of shit that I've made because I do videos every day. Uh, there's now going to be Dick, Dick Wolf is making Law & Order uh, Hate Crime Division. Okay, if you create that set of rules, I want to be able to exploit that set of rules. It's a nonsense. Hate crime is nonsense. Any murder is already motivated by hate. Whether it's motivated by race or sexuality or whether or not you just fucking hate somebody, what does it matter? You still kill the person. So this is a video me and uh, Crowder made, and if you want to see it and share it on social media, it's on my uh, YouTube account. It's just look up Owen Benjamin, Stephen Crowder, hate crime court. All right, check this out. Maybe this is Razmataz. He's accusing the defendant of striking him with a baseball bat twice in the ribs because he's a homosexual. This is not gay Jared. He claims Razmataz is full of shit. Honorable Judge Van Andel presiding, please rise. So, Jared, it appears you assaulted Razmataz with a baseball bat striking him twice in the rib cage. Now, you are being charged with assault with a deadly weapon, which... Your Honor, as a gay man, I request that he gets uh, the hate crime amount of years. Like, a lot of years. Not the normal amount you give normal people. I want you to, uh, you know, he hate crime me. Give him hell, Judge. Your Honor, this man is not gay. I caught him having sex with my wife. He just wants me to go to prison hate so we can... crime, Your Honor. This man was motivated by pure homophobia. As he was striking me, he was saying stuff like... Maybe this will teach you from being gay and sucking off dudes. Give him hell, Your Honor. He clearly just bought that wig today from Hot Topic. You can, you, I can see the tag. That's no, not a wig. It's my hair. I also really like my chemical romance, Your so, Honor. Mr. Razmatez, you mean to tell me that you are a homosexual, but we're engaging in relations with this man's wife? Sexuality is a very complicated thing, Your Honor. Yes, I'm gay, but I prefer to exclusively have sex with women. Give him hell, Your Honor. Hate crime me. Well, I'm quite certain he struck you because you were... Having sex with his wife. <laughs> Look at my shirt. Look at my fanny pack. Dude, my name's Razmataz. I'm the gayest guy alive. No, he, he changed his name on his driver's license. His name is Dan. Says you. I own a fucking smart car, dude. No, Mr. Razmataz, that's not how hate crimes work. Sensing is required to determine motivation that the crime was committed because the victim is a part of a marginalized group. I just told you. He was hitting me because I'm a fairy and not because I was having sex with his wife. That never happened. It's true, Your Honor. I was there. He repeatedly beat him and called this man a faggot. 
<laughs> Top five hate crimes. We kind of went through this. We were going, well, does that qualify as a hate crime? And you realize that almost anything can qualify as a hate crime. Yeah, just just figure out an angle and uh, just stick it to them. Just em. figure out any angle. Are you? Did you have a crime committed against you? Are you a woman? Hate crime. So number <laughs> number five, I think we had to start with this one because this is a big part of the whole new safe space movement. The only thing, <laughs> member of the media, culture, hired two strippers for a party and were accused of rape. For years and years, and hate crimes. No one likes. Oh, are we not finished this yet. Oh, here's racist cops, racist culture, white supremacists, and it's based on little stories like this, and grow and grow and grow until all of a sudden, you lose track of where you should be. You see, Your Honor, this is pure gay hate here. Give him that big gay sentence. Your, your Honor, I, I can't believe this. You're not, you're not falling for this, are you? Now, uh, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. This man is claiming that you struck him because he is a practicing homosexual and there is indeed a witness. Your Honor, this is all circumstantial. I mean, how can you how can you legally tell if someone is gay anyways? Well, now this seems pretty cut and dry, so I was hoping it wouldn't have to come to this, but we do, in fact, have more severe methods to accurately determine if one is in fact. Oh, God! That's horrible! <laughs> God, I fucking hate Cher! Don't you ever talk that way about Cher! Mr. Rasmutez, I sentence you to three years in a federal penitentiary for committing perjury. Jared, you're free to go. I almost put you away for life. You do not even realize. Thank you, Your Honor. No, you can't do this, Judge. I'm super gay. I'm crazy gay. I'm crazy, crazy gay. Oh, and, uh, ma'am, your husband's a f***. <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah, that's Crowder's wife. She's an awesome actress and not too unpleasant on the eyes. Um, but yeah, it's like, how do you prove someone's gay? So if you kill someone or let's say someone beats me up, like, can I just be like, listen, I I was in the same room as a dude whacking off once when I was like 10. Does that mean I'm gay? Like how gay, what, what if someone's gay? What if someone's gay, but has never hooked up with a guy? How do you prove it? You're just like, listen, I, I've only been with women, but, uh, you know, I only, I get boners for dudes. It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid that it's, I can't wrap my brain around hate crime legislation. I don't think, I think a lot of the civil rights act was bad. And if I, I can, I trust my audience knows at this point why I'm saying that and not because I have any animosity towards, uh, the darker brothers of our darker brothers and sisters. It's because you can't legislate who you associate with because that opens up like that started the domino effect that now is at uh, uh, Christian cakes and shit like that. It's like, you can't, there is no bigotry in a free market because if you won't um, serve a black person and someone else will, that's called, that's a market incentive. And that's how you get rid of all this shit. All this legislation does, all it does is create more bigotry and more hate. It's fucking gross. All right, what we got here? Oh, this dude's awesome. At 7E55E on uh, on uh, Instagram. He's putting up some sweet bears. I think this is in Japan. He's done a lot of art for us over, the, over the, this past year. He's a great dude. He's a Dutchman in Japan. Uh, time to act against censorship, 1984. He put that right up on Facebook. I don't know if he put it up or what that is, but that's pretty cool. Same with Apple. Uh, what, which one's this? 
Oh, I just love these Nike things. Like, the Nike parodies are hilarious. And, dude, I think they may actually make money on this bullshit. Because, like, Walters in gymnastics, I think it's a great fundamental base for any sport, gymnastics. So he's two and a half, and he's crushing at it. I think, like, it's a good way to get his balance and, and get over certain fears and stuff like that. Uh, same with wrestling. I think wrestling and, and gymnastics would be good for any sport. Football, lacrosse, soccer, doesn't matter. So he's in um, gymnastics. And I'm starting to see uh, white, upper, middle-class women are going to start wearing Nike to virtue signal, just like they all bought Priuses. Like, the Civic... What the fuck? Man, people just call me all the time. I never answer my phone. I will never answer my phone. Unless it says, meet Meeperson, which is my wife. I'm not answering the phone. It got... Like, I've been doxxed a million times online, so, like... I'm never answering my phone. You can leave a message. You can text me. But that, that, that part of my life is done. Like being like, hello? Who is this? It almost like went back in time. I used to do a bit about that. About um, And then someone please remind me what the hell I was just talking about. Oh, Nike. I'll finish that thought and then I'll tell you the bit. So these motherfuckers, it could end up making them money. Because I, I was convinced it was just going to destroy Nike. And then Tiger started playing well, and I like Tiger, so uh, I was a little uh, confused. I'm not going to buy Nike, but I'm not exactly going to burn it, not with Tiger playing the way he is. And, uh, and then I saw the virtue signaling of white women. It's all, it's all wealthy white women that are ruining the world. It's these, it's these women, man. It's the ones that buy the, uh, uh, the t-shirts for young boys to wear, and it says, Boys will be, and then boys is crushed out, and it says good people. Someone at gymnastics had their kid in that. I'm glad I wasn't there because I would have flipped the fuck out. Amy told me about that. I was like, I'm so glad I wasn't there because someone would have been kicked out of gymnastics because someone's dad would have made a scene. It's like, oh, boys aren't good people? Fuck you. And then I would have shown her what a bad person is. <laughs> anyway, so... uh I think Nike is is capitalizing on virtue signaling. Like the Civic, the Civic Hybrid had the same gas mileage as the Prius, but everyone bought the Prius because it looks so retarded that people are like, look at how retarded I am. I'm such a good person. And no one bought the Civic, even though it, it, it on paper was the same thing. It just looked like a normal car, so they couldn't virtue signal to all their fucking loser friends. And I think Nike is going to start being like that, where it's just these stupid white women and their dad, their, their husbands are so emasculated and shitty that they're just like, yeah, you know, whatever makes, whatever makes her happy. I mean, she's the boss. <laughs> oh, God. Politics. Literally anything happens. J.K. Rowling, you know what Harry Potter would think about that? Yeah, someone uh, sent me that on Instagram. That's why I started talking about Harry Potter. Uh, CBS CEO Les Moonves to step down amid sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, Les Moonves is in the process of negotiating his exit package worth up to $100 million after allegations of sexual misconduct with 12 women, by the way. I mean, only in Hollywood can you uh, sexually do some shit. I'm not even sure what it is at this point. I don't even know what any of this means anymore. But you get paid $100 million to be a creep. I always look at it. I always assume the dude is being... Uh, lied about if it's one chick and it's sexual misconduct 
because that's more spell wizardry. No one knows what that means. Was that a, an ass compliment or is that a rape? No one knows. That's the whole point of the language. It's to obfuscate. But 12, you know, that's when you start being like, all right, that's a pattern. And that dude is a scumbag. He, he, he made such hits as two broke girls. Uh, I like the name Les, though. Les is a good name. Oh, this is one of the reasons I'm off Facebook. I can't, by the way, a lot of you guys have sent awesome letters to me on Facebook or uh, posted some really cool stuff. And I can't even hit the like button and respond. I'm still in prison. And one of the reasons was this post socialism, the best weight loss experiment, also will force your wife and children into prostitution, but that's a small price to pay for quote unquote fairness. And it's a picture of the same guy in Venezuela before and after. Before and after socialism, all, he's uh, selling food in a store. On the picture on the left, he has a nice healthy gut. On the picture on the right, he's skinny and aidsy. And there's no more food. So, there you go. Oh, follow at Owen Comedy on Twitter. I've never even logged in. Delev runs that. And uh, that's how you get updates. Because my Owen's nice wife has been permanently banned from Twitter again. It's a hate crime, though. She's a woman of color. This picture blew my mind. 1994, you have Nicole Simpson, O.J. Simpson, uh, Bruce Jenner, and the mom from Keeping Up with Kardashians, Chris Jenner. And then 2017, you have uh, Bruce Jenner has cut his, cut his own dick off. Oh, this is Crowder's dad. Shit, I'll, I'll call him after. Uh, Bruce Jenner has cut his own penis off, and O.J. is in prison. So don't mess with dark forces, ladies and gentlemen. Don't mess with dark forces. You'll lose your dick and your freedom. Someone posted this, uh, you know, rest in peace, John Rouse, dude on the left. That's a very young 25-year-old Owen with the great David Tal. I used to open for that dude. Man, I've been at this shit a long time, bro. It's fucking crazy. And I'm holding a champagne bottle like it's my penis. Because I hadn't made Huge Pianist yet, my website, but it was in the works. Who made this? Uh, Underscore Horsecock on Instagram made a really cool uh, Shylock Holmes. I love when people do visual arts because I suck at visual arts. Uh, And this made me me laugh. Which one's that? Oh, GQ Magazine, which stands for Gay Queer Magazine. I hate GQ Magazine. Elon Musk has hit new low, and it somehow involves Joe Rogan. Um, let me just make sure no one needs me. No. I'm good. I'll call after. Oh, dude, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing InfoWars when I'm in Austin. That's cool. That'd be fun. So I'm not a weed smoker myself, but that being said, it is fucking insane to think that smoking a joint, because Tesla's stock went down like billions of dollars after Elon smoked weed with Rogan. Dude, I'm a drinker, not hard. You know, when I'm at home with the family, I'll, I'll have a couple of spike spritzers to land the plane, but in general, I'm not a hard drinker, but I've been known to like the booze. Alcohol will fuck you up so much crazier than weed. Weed, I find, takes away my motivation and makes me overthink food. It's just not for me. I've smoked weed probably 20 times total in my life. Uh, I, I would smoke weed with Rogan 
or like uh, I smoked weed with uh, Doug Benson. You know, like dudes that are famous for smoking weed, it's kind of like an honor. Uh, it's like I smoke cigars with Crowder or uh, Dennis Prager. Low chance of me buying cigars. I'm not a big tobacco guy. I quit uh, chewing tobacco. I chewed tobacco for 15 years and then I quit. So I try to stay away from tobacco on all levels. But uh, this is insane. To make it seem like smoking weed makes you this terrible person is fucking so weird. That See, that's what I mean about the left is they don't believe in anything. They're just trying to manipulate any rule they can. Are they for weed? Are they against weed? It, it just makes no sense. And part of the takedown of Elon is he, although he's a little lefty for me, takes a lot of government money, he's a, he's a rational, hardworking, intelligent capitalist. So the left obviously can't have that. Uh, but weed, I mean, I know some people that need weed for pain, for med- uh, medicinal reasons, like f- for real. Like my buddy I was telling you about has a horrible back. He's a truck driver, so his back's all fucked up, and he needs weed for that shit, but he can't smoke it because of drug tests. So this weed obsession is so stupid. I, I, I have no problem with weed. I just personally think that it's not the best, especially when you're, um, when you're still growing. Like if you're a young person, it's not good for your brain. But comparing it to alcohol, alcohol, like you can black out and like kill a dude and not even remember or like, just piss all over your fucking family portrait and be like, this is great. Weed doesn't make you do that. It just makes you overthink dumb shit. So yes, Rogan looks like a thumb. No, he does not deserve to be blamed for any of this shit. That's insane. It's fucking bullshit. Oh, I love this one. Please enjoy this photo of Colin Kaepernick being oppressed by white people. And it's just, uh, uh, Clay Matthews. It looks like he's just raping Colin Kaepernick. It's a great picture. My buddy, the same dude I was telling you about, used to do security or he worked for one of the, I think he worked for San Jose State when they were playing uh, Colin Kaepernick's team. And I guess there was a bench brawl that Colin Kaepernick started and he got fucking knocked out. I thought that was a great story. Oh, I made this one. They say there's no magic wand we can wave to end pedophilia. Uh, Yes, there is. And it's just me holding an axe. I think they should be killed. I mean, there's no rehabilitating. There's no castration because it's not about sex. No one's actually like attracted to a fucking eight year old. It's about being, it's about control. It's about being evil. It's about destroying someone's life. So just, just off with the heads. I'm not saying to actually do it. The law has to catch up to the necessity, but uh, there's no saving these people. All right, someone made me a, wow, it's 2,500 people. You guys are awesome, man. Oh, real quick, before I play you this video that someone made, I'm pretty sure that the CIA started a lot of uh, gangster rap. It just makes sense. The black family was fine until the 60s and 70s, and then it started dismantling. There, there was more, higher chance you were a Christian if you're black. I think it was like 88% you were born into parents that were married there were more working black teenagers than white teenagers in the, in the 50s and 60s. I mean, they were on the up and up until the government obviously destroyed their futures. Uh, now it's like 14%, 13%. I, I know uh, very successful black entertainers that still won't marry the baby mama. It's this crazy thing. So I think CIA did do um, 
a lot of gangster rap manipulation. But I think the CIA tried, uh, created Nickelback just to make white people uh, dumb and gay. I'm convinced that Nickelback, this, this shit, the... Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. How did my sound is so red? What the hell is that Joey's head? This is where I went to school. I think it was to make whites dumb and gay. <laughs> All right, so someone made a Sherlock Holmes episode, uh, a Shylock Holmes episode with uh, film noir. So check this out, and I'm going to fill up my coffee. Someone stole my diamond necklace. Can you solve this case? I noticed you had a quiver in your left hand's pinky. The quiver in your left hand's pinky is because you had an uncle named Barry. And Barry owned a berry farm, cleverly titled Barry's Berries. How did you know that about my uncle Barry? And you, just like all the other pestilent children, mocked old Barry. Barry, where's your berries, you would say. Old Barry had enough and pushed you in a well, where you sat for five hours, scared, wondering if it was really worth making fun of Barry's berries. Ever since you had had a quiver in your left hand's pinky, which is magnified every time you're around a large man who talks loudly with a pipe. I still have nightmares about that well. I notice details, I see patterns, I see everything coming a mile away, except for what the Jews are up to. Surprise me. The Jews, Watson. For example, the Federal Reserve. Can anyone explain that to me? I mean, what do they do besides print fake money? It's not even part of the government. The Jews! I know a few Jews that are really nice. I noticed some things about you as you walked in. You had a slight limp on your left foot. You were once a great soccer player but hated wearing shin guards. Oh, no shin guards for me, you would say to your loving family. And they would say, wear the shin guards. And you said no until you got kicked in your leg. You hit it out of pride because you did not want to admit that you should have worn shin guards and now you limp for the rest of your sad life. No one else has even noticed my limp. The only people that can ever trick me, not the Amish, not the Calvinists, not those tricky Quakers, but just one, a tribe so ancient. It can only be called one thing. When I invested with Bernie Madoff, I trusted the man. I said, I believe him. I lost it all. I can tell everything about your life story from your shit. Your shirt tells me that your favorite color is blue. You hate cats, you love dogs, you are scared of the dark still because of one experience you had with spiders as a child at a lake shore. But what I do not know is how the Jews got the Federal Reserve. 
I mean, why do we think diamonds are valuable? It's just carbon. We can make it in a laboratory. How do the Jews convince us that things with no meaning have meaning? Diamonds are just shiny pebbles. What, are we birds? No! What has meaning? Water, beef, soil, family. Not carbon pebbles. He's Jew! Elementary, my dear Watson. Oh, there was once a human named John Watson. Served in Afghanistan, saw firsthand what the Jews could do. And the more I became open about what we talked about in private, about the Jews, the more old John Watson became a bit of a coward and bailed. He said, oh, I can't hang out with you anymore, Holmes. You sound anti-Semitic. I said, but Watson, we all know they're up to something. So I replaced him with Teddy Watson. Oh, Teddy Watson, he's committed to the crew. He knows. Some shifty stuff is going on with these Jews. Six million sounds like a very high number to me. Six million? Wait, are you saying what I think you're saying? When you eliminate all other possibilities, that which remains, no matter how crazy it sounds, must be the truth. And it is always the Jews. Of course there is no tobacco in my pipe. I cannot afford it. After my recent economic disaster caused by the banks, I just pretend there's tobacco. Jews. If the Jews are not up to something, then you tell me why this. Why did the weatherman say that it would be sunny? And as I was going to the bank to pay off one of my debts, it started to rain. The Jews did that, and everyone knows it. It was the Jews. It's always the Jews. You seem to be a little obsessed with Jews. If Hitler really killed six million Jews, who did the Nazis accounting? I only have a few questions to ask you about your crime. One, did it occur on a Saturday? Two, how close are you to a synagogue? And three, did he own a yarmulke? Did he have two separate kitchens? Have you ever seen your neighbor eat cheese with meat? And if so, did he look like he had a lot of shame? If you can answer me those questions, we will have your man. And I promise you, it was a Jew. Illuminati, my dear Watson. The old Rothschilds are up to it again. I should probably go now. I've already solved your mystery. I did it before you even walked in the door. It was your neighbor. He's not Jewish. So I, it, it doesn't bring me any joy to reveal that it was your neighbor, Steve. <laughs> but he was acting like a Jew. <laughs> but it was too small time for the Jews. The Jews go for trillions, not your trinkets. Unless they're desperate. 
I want to make sure I give credit to uh, the dude who made that. Because I, I, sometimes I forget to do that. Uh, give me a second. It's just hard for me to stay organized. I'm just your basic neighborhood savant. Alright, so this was made by VKM TV Studios. VKM TV Studios. That was fun to watch together. I, w- I jumped in the chat and was uh, just debating with some peeps. I enjoy the people in the chat. Every now and then, there'll just be a curveball weird, uh, weird uh, bot that's just like, uh, Owen sucks his own PP or something. But we're just debating about uh, good Jews versus bad Jews. You know, because Dennis Prager is a warrior for the West. I mean, that dude's he's rich as fuck, let's be honest. He doesn't need to sit at his fire and live stream once a week about values or uh, do Prager, U, Prager University. He, he's a staunch defender of Western values and is wicked Jewish. So that is, if you're doing a logic proof, you have to realize that the factor isn't Jews. It's a type of Jew. And yeah, there are some, there's some bad Jews out there. Uh, yeah, but it's not all Jews, but cause some people are saying, oh, Owen is uh, playing their game. He's defending Jews just cause he wants to get back in the industry. It's like, uh, listen, if you think I just did a satire where I d- just did a Holocaust denial joke, I want nothing to do with Hollywood's system. I think it's satanic. Like the Harvey Weinstein types are miserable wretches. And I actually did lose a lot of money and um, what's it called? Social approval when I left. Unlike Colin Kaepernick, I actually did lose a lot standing up for what I believed. And I've never been happier. And I, I don't regret it for one minute. I left thinking that I was going to be doing hard labor the rest of my life. Good news is after my tour, I get to go up with my brother for a few days and do tree work though. I need it. I need it. I'm becoming soft. I need to drop some, drop some trees. All right, I'm going to start uh, reading Super Chats because I'm trying to get out of here by two hours and I don't want to shortchange anyone because I'm not some sort of Jew. Your breakdown of the never-ending story was amazing. Had to watch again with new perspective. Same with the wall. You don't know how much you're helping us bears going through stuff. Keep hammering. You're helping me as well, man. I feel like I'm part of a tribe and I've never really felt that way except with immediate family or a few of my close friends. But uh, it's a two-way street. I get a lot of emails and uh, PayPals and stuff saying how much I'm, I'm helping, but you're helping me uh, live a more honest life and live uh, a better life and actually have pride in what I make and just not think it's just going to be stolen. Uh, cause I didn't call out Lonely Island for stealing creepy dance because I thought I was part of a, a group. I'm so naive and so stupid sometimes where I'm just like, well, I mean, wh- whatever's good for everybody. And they're like, all right, so here, here you go, kid. Here, get out of here. I don't have to do that anymore. I can have pride. Sometimes I overreach though, but I'd rather, I'd rather apologize for being too much of a dick than just never saying anything and just living with that. Delicate Bear. It would be funny if Nimmer looked in, then reached in behind you and took your bike out of the window. Too funny. Yeah, next time he's here, we should do that. It'd be wicked funny. 
And if I thought my fans were actual racists, I wouldn't do that joke because it would be uncomfortable. But, you know, any of you math guys out there that have done the math about bike theft, I mean, black on white bike theft is a serious problem. Oh, and have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? That movie is a perfect analogy to socialism. If Audrey, uh, it was a socialist government. I have to rewatch it. I'm sure that's a uh, profound observation, but I have to rewatch it. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. This Serena Williams is a dyke was brought to you by Beekeeper Bear Incorporated. Oh, thank you, Beekeeper Bear. Uh, I want to get bees, man. I want to get bees. I'm getting goats. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a pretty cool uh, move that, that my wife and her parents just did. We have this uh, portable chicken coop that we call an ark because you can move it around. And it's good because uh, there's no floor. The, the chickens can uh, naturally eat bugs and, and kind of shit on stuff, keep your grass tight. But it's, it's pretty small, and we have like 16 birds now. So we got from Walmart, because big chicken coops and sheds can be kind of pricey. And I am not, you know, there's so much. I'm not a carpenter at all. I suck at building things. And uh, Amy, I can tell, is already fucking naming them and getting attached. So I'm not going to try to build one and then have everybody die. So we got a kid's playhouse and we're converting it into a, into a chicken coop. Cause it was way cheaper for some reason. You can get a kid's playhouse made out of wood cheaper than the actual wood. I, I don't even understand what it is. And we're going to call it the, uh, the egg factory. And there's like this little kid's clock on it. So we can like put a clock when there's sundown, when we got to close the thing. And it's pretty funny. And it's just going to be funny. And we're also getting uh goat's, and my neighbor, another beauty, uh, beauty about uh, me leaving is I, my family's so safe where I live. Like one of my neighbors, talk about police response time, is an ex-cop who's just the man. And we hang all the time and he's wicked protective. And so uh, the response time for anything happening in my house would be 30 seconds with like full weaponry and body armor. And then my other buddy down the street is like just hunter, legend, you know, the type of tattoos where I'm not going to ask him if he's killed a dude, but, you know, I I would respect it. And just, uh, I mean, they came over for uh, dinner the other night and my wife, Amy, was happy for literally two straight days because they have four kids. So two, our kids and their kids could all like hang out and, and, and Amy could focus on the conversation with uh, uh, the dude's wife and I could hang with the dude. And it was awesome. It just felt fucking awesome. And we're going to go uh, mushroom picking and gun shooting. I don't even know what I'm talking about. All right. Got to keep going. Big Bear. I'll be celebrating my 21st birthday by going to the Houston show. Can't wait to see you there. Also, can I be verified as Corvette Bear? Welcome, Corvette Bear. Email unbearablecomedy at gmail. Let me know your favorite songs. Give me a couple and I'll play you one live for your birthday. As long as it's not like house music or some shit I've never heard of. Uh, but it's going to be a blast. I can't wait for Houston. Thank you for the awesome stream. Please verify me is arbitrage bear. Welcome arbitrage bear. Would love to hear Claire de Lune by Debussy. I'll rework on that. I, I knew it for like a week and then I forgot it. I forgot. Is it this one? Or is this, is this it? It goes, it goes, 
Something like that. I don't know. I'll give it a shot. Claire de Lunatic. That should be the name of my song. Hey, Big Bear, I can't make Atlanta. Would someone please up, upload Seamus's set? Best to you and your sleuth, Kilted Bear. Yeah, absolutely. And I might have Coddington Bear host so that um, Nimmer can have clean sets and he doesn't have to intro me. I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll obviously run it by those guys. But I think it would be cool just to have one person greet the Bears and, or, or Bear adjacents. You don't have to be a Bear to come to my show, obviously. But you're Bearish. Bear-like, bear-esque. That way, uh, Nimmer can have a full a set without because I we recorded his um, his his set in Pittsburgh because I I don't think people realize how funny Nimmer is. He's so fucking funny, and we're just living in a time of uh, comedy and politics have so merged that the funniest people don't get comedy specials anymore. It's it's rather not you're pushing a specific agenda, and. Uh, I wanted more people to see his special, so we recorded one in Pittsburgh, but he still has to intro me. Uh, that's at my website if you want to get that, hugepianist.com. But uh, I want to record his clean, where he does he can just say goodnight and bow and not have to be like, this next guy. So I might have Coddington host. He's a, he's a math professor and retarded. Uh, he's, he's also Irish and Native American, so... He's not allowed to drink on the tour. Right, what we got here? Sorry for late comment. Wasn't able to watch live Friday. Puts on Penn's hat. Hands off my circumcised penis, Big Bear. Never had one complaint. It's uh, plenty sensitive. Very proud of him. Ha, see you in Houston, Big Bear. Yeah, I got a surprising amount of emails of people being wicked defensive about my circumcision talk. It's not a big deal, guys. I probably would have clipped my son's if I wasn't so fucking savantish where I'm like, why, why would we do that? Why would we clip a dick? It's not a big, like female genital mutilation is way worse. That being said, it's weird that we cut dudes dicks. Your dick is fine. Your kid's dicks are fine. It's not child abuse. It's just weird. And I don't think it should be as prevalent. I think it was because a lot of doctors were Jews. I'm dead serious. And it was a way for them to make an extra 500 bucks and, Make their dicks look, everyone's dicks look Jewy. I mean, I'm not going to get in a big debate because I don't care that much about your dick. I don't. Uh, I can't, I couldn't believe how many people were like, hey man, I love my son and I circumcise. I'm like, I don't care. It's not a big deal. It literally is not a big deal. I, I get passionate about shit because I get passionate about everything. But like, do I think it's child abuse? No. Do I think that your kid's dick is going to end up fine? Yes. Does it kill some nerves and make the fucking, you know? Yeah. Your dick always looks a little scared. Like it got attacked. Like it, like someone like knifed it in an alley really early on in its life. I literally don't care at all. It's the last thing I want to debate people whether or not their dicks are cut off or not or snipped. It's probably slightly easier to clean, but if you're that weird about cleaning your own dick, you have a dirty dick regardless. It's really easy to clean your dick. I think I naturally kind of have a, a dick that, like, Amy didn't know I wasn't circumcised. That's why I used to call it two skin instead of foreskin. My dick naturally doesn't look uncircumcised. It's fucking weird. Maybe someone did half clip me and no one's telling me. Because, like, my wife didn't even, for like years, didn't know I wasn't circumcised. No idea. It's like a two skin. 
I don't know. But my dick came out awesome. That's why I'm like kind of preaching the no quip thing because it's just a very fearless wiener. All right, check out the comments on your last Shylock vid. Wrote a sketch for it. Let me know if you like the idea and I'll send it. Thank you, Fozzie. Send it now. Uh, unbearablecomedy at gmail. Uh, Delev is going to keep it all uh, organized. And by the way, did you guys see what I saw in the last vid? Jews laughing. Jews thought it was hilarious because they were the good Jews. A lot of Israelis. A lot of right-wing Jews. A lot of Jews with a sense of humor. Not the Sarah Silverman weirdo Jews. Not the Bernie Sanders type. Those ones would find it oddly anti-Semitic because it would be too real for them. Uh, AI Bear, finish your sword. Oh, by the way, is there a problem? It, it's not all sad. It's, it, it's all satire. It's all a character. But am I bringing up a few good points? Of course. Federal Reserve is printing fake money. But when you do it in a funny way like that, it's, uh, it's way better than just freaking out on, on chats. But they don't control the weather. Sorry, guys. That's, that's literally an insane thought. AI Bear, finish your sword. Uh, JK. Why would you joke about that? Oh, I sent you a photo of the finished blade. It still needs to be quenched, fit with a hilt, and decorated. I can't wait, buddy. I, I, will, uh, I will be so happy when you finally give me that sword. Because you're making me need it. I never thought I needed a sword, and now I know I need a sword. Kenneth. Have you heard of Gnosticism and the idea that the God of the Old Testament is a neutral demiurge in charge of this planet? I have no, no, I haven't. I am still trying to understand the Bible better, guys. I'm not on the level that a lot of you guys are. I was raised Catholic, so they intentionally made it so we didn't really think about shit. But uh, Amy's now going to do prayers with uh, Walter before bed because I'm not allowed near Walter before bed because I get him too fired up. He gets really intense. And I think praying before bed is, is going to be a good base for him for life. You know? Shit. I can't stand people calling me. Like, I'm going to visit my brother, and one of our buddies has, um, uh, what's it called? Brain damage, but it's called uh, a traumatic brain injury. Great dude. But he'll call me, like, a thousand times in a row. You know, he was in a bad wreck, and now he's like, wicked traumatic brain injury. Loves Pink Floyd. Never sleeps. Uh, solid hang. My brother loves him. I, I think he's a great guy, but I can't, I can't deal with the amount of contact he wants. And uh, I don't give him, because then he'll spiral. And my brother, since I'm going to visit, my brother invited him up too. So I'm excited to hang with him in person, but I can't do the the amount of calls that people with traumatic brain injuries uh, require. Hey, Big Bear, watch the movie Secondhand Lions. Great movie about becoming a man. That sounds good. I like that. What about third-hand lions? Sounds like a script. Please send me sketch ideas, script ideas. I want to produce a movie. That's my new goal because I can't afford to buy a theater. That was my previous goal. Let's just be honest. I just can't. There's no way I can afford a theater. Um, so we should start, we should really hone on a movie script. And, and over the course of like six months to a year, just on weekends to start shooting it. By the end, we could make a, a movie for almost no money that looks fucking awesome. And, it, and it'll be out of the narrative. It doesn't have to be political. In fact, I just want it to be funny. I don't want it to be too heavy handed at all. 
but I want it outside the narrative stream. That's all I care about. It just isn't going to be pushing nonsense. Owen out here acting like the Jews aren't wizard people. I knew someone was going to say that. Been feeling the same way as you have lately towards the JREs. Definitely uh, towing a line. Even with that said, the Must podcast was great in my eyes. Was interesting to see a human side to someone we perceive as robotic. I'll eventually listen to it. I just, uh, just ever since, you know, my troubles, I'm just not listening to any, I'm not listening to Theo or Bird or any of those guys anymore because I don't like being angry. I don't. And there's so much good stuff to listen to that I don't want to just be like, the fuck did he mean by that? I, uh, I'm definitely a fighter, but I don't want to be. I'm a reluctant warlord, which is the name of my last special, hugepianist.com. This new one might not even be a normal stand-up special. It may just be like a documentary with, I want to show the writing process. I want to show us hanging and writing and then showing it on stage. I'm going to do this tour. I'm doing shit I've never tried on stage before because I'm not allowed to do comedy clubs these days because I'm funny and rational and I'm not um, apologetic for being male or white. It's like that bit I did literally a year and a half ago, but back then it wasn't as uh, controversial as it is now, apparently. I said, I don't have any white pride, but I also don't have any white shame. <laughs> I pride my heritage. I pride my culture. I pride in things that I've accomplished personally. But this, this skin doesn't make me proud, but it also doesn't make me ashamed. And I'm not going to apologize for being white. And that oddly makes it... Mo- the majority of like black people in person find that refreshing because anyone who hates their own dick or hates their own skin is hiding something. Why would you do that? Like usually when someone's self-hating, they're telling you something about themselves. Like no one knows themselves more than themselves. So if someone's like, I hate myself, it's like, well, why? What are you up to, Bernie? Self-hating Jews make me nervous. Whenever a Jew is like, tells a really anti-Semitic joke, and then they're like, I can do it, I'm Jewish. I'm like, then why the fuck would you hate yourself? You're stealing from me. Uh, Owen, I'm, I'm going to Prague for my next vacation. Given you studied in, uh, in Czechia, what would you suggest as a must three things to do in Prague? I barely went to Prague. I was in Brno. It was two and a half hours away. I didn't want to go to a touristy area. I wanted to go to a place where like, the movie Hostel was filmed. <laughs> Like, it would be the equivalent of, I didn't go to New York City, I went to Albany. So, and it's been a long time, but I, I, I barely went to Prague. I went there twice, but uh, I was in Brno the whole time. I wanted to go someplace that was really affected by the authoritarian regimes and not, um, that didn't have all that international focus and tourist uh, destinations. Brno is intense. Beautiful, but intense. You know, there's dudes that'll just look at you like, they know where your arteries are. I managed to steal back some of that money for you, but their grip was so tight. Oh, you're talking about the Jews? Thank you. Challenge. I will donate $100 to Big Bear one year from now. Why? You're my inspiration to get my life in order. I watch every stream. See you in a year. I accept the challenge, but keep the hundo. $100 donations are usually for people that have plenty of excess. And it's just, um, you know, a lot of people follow like... 10% of what they have, they like to give to things that they believe in that need uh, financial support. Please don't give me a hundred bucks. Just get your life in order. Cause if you, if, if, if your life is chaotic in a year, you're going to need that hundo to build more on your life. 
I, I take no joy. In fact, it makes me feel really uncomfortable when people with very little give me money because it's much better served to you and our group and me long-term if you get strong and self-reliant and in a position where you can have a family and keep Western civilization going. I don't want your hundo. I'm just going to be straight up. But I do want you to challenge yourself. In a year, no, fuck that. In a week, in a week, I want to hear from you. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me your game plan. And don't give me a fucking cent. That'll make me feel weird. I felt weird taking money from anybody for the longest time. And then I realized that that guilt was slave shit. That that's how they get you. You got to take money from the networks and the producers who get money from big nefarious forces. Many times the government itself is a propaganda wing. So they make it so getting donations from people who actually like your work felt uncomfortable when in reality it was actually good versus the evil of these like massive payouts from uh, tax incentives and shit like that. So it was all, it's all slave shit. Shame's a slave emotion. And let, um, I believe in ostracizing. I believe in, in social, you know, people wrote me some really cool shit when we were talking, uh, when I was, I was interviewing the CEO of minds.com on the, on the pod about what you do with pedophiles my first instinct was always kill them. But he was saying, do you allow their speech or anime on the platform, on the blockchain? And a few people made a great point. They said, always let everyone be free and then let us ostracize them. That was a great answer. Because how else can you? Aside from that, what you would do, what would end up is you would, you would end up centralizing control again. And it, would, and it would come in through the Achilles heel of those sick fuckers. You know, and because you see the pattern that happened in Facebook and YouTube and stuff, it probably started with censoring uh, like the eight actual racists that remain in America. They probably censored them. And then from there, it started this outrage Ponzi scheme that is now censoring facts and logic and science. I always uh, I have a distrust of any centralized control, even with the very people that I would have no problem executing. So that was a great response. It's trust in your community to ostracize them, to, to, to let us attack them, let us make them not heard, let us kick them out because that's a powerful, powerful tool. And shame is a manipulation of that. It's like the dark version of that. It's a weaponized that. It's the shadow self. It's the Jungian, you know? Shame is not good. But like when they say fat shaming, you should be, What's another word for shame? Chat, help me. A lot of you guys are uh, very, very literate people. What's the, uh, what's the good version of shame? Anybody? Good version of shame. Where it's like holding someone accountable to what they are and make them feel bad about what they are, but it's not shame. It's something else. I don't know. You guys fear? No, there's something else. Remorse, chastisement, pride. Oh, you guys are rolling now. Ridicule. Guilt, pride, truth, made aware of, guilty, reflection, criticism, embarrassment, pressure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually a, a situation where it's a, it's a lot of these together. Criticism is a good one. To criticize. Um, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, like criticize a fat person. Say, 
Because that's happened to me. I've let myself go a few times. Right now, I'm 20 over, and I got bitch hips, so it looks looks pretty fat. Uh, you know, you say you're too heavy. It's not healthy. Versus shame. Shame kind of can reinforce the darkness and actually has a, a different effect. Uh, all right, back to, the, uh, back to the super chats. I'm going to stay on schedule. I have 20 more minutes. I'm not just going to say I'm going to get off and then keep going for hours like I always do. Idea for skit, toxic masculinity, premise, wife asks you to do a series of male tasks. You are a quote-unquote woke, so you say, sorry, that's toxic masculinity. That's funny. Where it's kind of like the hate crime sketch or the, the hate court that me and Crowder did, where you use that shit against them. But um, we already know that shit, though. It doesn't really move the needle. Like, my wife would never use a phrase like toxic masculinity. I'm, I'm doing tasks for her that involve physical shit all the time, and she loves it. Uh, to chastise is a good one. That's a good one. Chastise. Yeah, self-loathing is bad. To be humbled is good. Words are so powerful. It's how we're controlled, and it's also how we communicate. And um, that's why I'm, I'm so into the definition of words and, like, using the right words. Because shame isn't the right one. Hey, Owen, found you on Stefan's show. Been consuming your content religiously since. I love that you talk about issues with your dad. I can relate. Was raised by an abusive, abusive Amish father. You're inspiring me to be better. Well, I think the Amish rule the world. They're called the Illumin Amish. No, but honestly, though, uh, I'm from a place near, there's a bunch of Amish farms and stuff. And we used to go there to buy vinegar and uh, a bunch of Amish gear. And you guys are so wealthy, it's fucking mind-blowing because you don't spend money on anything and all you do is work. But you don't spend money. But yeah, Molyneux's great. I got to give him a call, man. I, uh, I really dig that dude. Serious question. Is God an atheist? Well, it depends if he believes in himself. I believe in myself. <laughs> Is God an atheist? No. I mean, it's such an obvious answer that I'm wondering what I'm missing. Hmm. Joe Rogan is wrong about Manu. I, I, I think so. But it's not relationship ending because people have uh, differences in opinion in people. I, I thought Anthony, uh, Anthony Bourdain was a coward for killing himself and Rogan loves that dude. So it's like people just disagree, you know? I think Malinu's a, a wonderful person. And I think he's doing a lot of good in the world. Because people get blamed for shit. You know, one of some of Rogan's criticisms, I understand where they come from. And by the way, anybody who's like, why are you so obsessed with other, these dudes? I do hours a day without guests where people can write to me anything and I'll talk about anything. So people write to me shit and I'll talk about it. It's not that I bring this up. This wasn't in the game plan. That being said. So... That uh, he would do this, that Malinu would, uh, and I pride myself in being just an open book. That's something, pride's the wrong word though. Pride is the wrong word for that. I pride myself in being an open book. One of my principles is to be an open book. I don't know, what the fuck, I'm, I'm overdoing it. So he was saying that uh, Malinu was preaching detaching from your family or some shit, and he had some like word for it, and it was like cult-like behavior where you just uh, detach from 
your own family and that way you're easier to control. Like, and, and also uh, Rogan's criticism was that he got Robin Williams wrong, that it wasn't uh, women that, that took him down. It was just Parkinson's and that he took a lot of offense because Williams is a comedian and comedians should stick together. That's why I respect Rogan's opinion because both of those are valid opinions. That being said, uh, I think he, he might have just been wrong about Robin Williams, and that's a bummer. People are wrong. I don't think that Malinu cares a, about the comedian community as much as we do because we're in it. Uh, I used to think Colin Kaepernick was a Puerto Rican. I'm sure that that drove some blacks crazy and some uh, white women that want to dress up in Nike and show everyone they're good people. And then the other thing, the defoo, I think, the, the not talking to uh, your own family – I don't think he does that anymore, A. B, I understand where he's coming from, that if you're in an abusive family, to like literally get away from them. My, my wife had to do that with her biological father. He was a very bad guy. And people get stuck in a trap where they think just because it's family, you have to always be in contact with that person when, like a, a cancer cell, you have to get rid of it. The problem with, with Malinu doing that at the time, I believe, is with the internet, you can't be intimate enough with people to give them that advice. That's dramatic advice. And I think that since then, he's taken huge steps to not do that, where he doesn't even give, he, he never tells people what to do in his call-in show, because I bet there's been times when he's, uh, based on his own experience and based on what little information he got from people and emotional instincts and misreads, have probably told people to defoo uh, people that shouldn't be defooed. And that's probably led to uh, pain and misery and, and uh, broken family structures and stuff. But I don't think that there is a ill intent. I think you would have to um, assume intention for that. And when you're someone who's had uh, abuse as a kid or... Like what Malini went through... And how hard it was to get to the point where he would kick his mother out of his life because of the cycles it was making. He probably, like a little kid, was trying to give this great information to other people who might need to understand that you can't have a loving relationship until you've done that. I've been in that boat. I used to date girls that were train wrecks because I hadn't detached enough from certain elements of my father. So I get that. And you want to just tell the world. like That's why I, when someone asks me, like, should I do this? Um, I'm very hesitant to say because uh, what if you give someone horrible advice and you don't know them enough? I'll give you advice if we're friends or we talk a lot or we hang out. But when you're talking about breaking off communication with your own family, that's, uh, that can really go bad. And so that misstep is what led to a lot of Stefan Molyneux's um, criticisms. And there's so many people that want to see him go down because of his stances against uh, abuse and against government and against all that stuff that they will magnify that and amplify that any way they can and twist any way they can. But I will say this, uh, Rogan isn't lying when he says these things and he would say that to his face and I understand his criticisms. That being said, I've had people tell me that they blame Joe Rogan for their, their son's overdose because he glorifies drugs. That's not Rogan's fault because unlike Sam Harris, I believe in free will. And if Rogan isn't lying when he talks about how much he loves weed and DMT and shit. Like when you get in these realms where we're talking to millions of people that we don't know and can misinterpret what we say, 
we have to be pretty kind to each other. And the amount of good Maonu's done for this world, especially in the realm of parenting, far outweighs some bad advice he's probably given some people that he didn't understand the full story. So that's the bigger picture that I've, I've come to realize after apologizing to Rogan for overdoing it. Because in my mind, it's that assumed intention shit. It can drive you crazy. Like, um, I thought that he was coming at Maunu or coming at all these people. And he believes it. And he has a right to believe that. In his mind, that's cult behavior. In his mind, he shouldn't have assumed that shit about Robin Williams. And and we as a community. Because Rogan loves the comedy community. It's like his family. It, like, means a lot to him. That's why when I said that shit about Jeselnik, he got so pissed. Because in his mind... It's like, there's not a lot like us. We got to stick together. That being said, maybe he could have fucking defended me when I got kicked off Twitter. All good. I'm past it. But he's not lying when he does that. And so that's why that's, a, that's forgivable. And also he has a right to have that opinion. I don't have that opinion. I know Stefan Molyneux. I've talked to him extensively a million times. I've hung out all night with him at Night for Freedom. He's a warm, good man who's faced so many battles that sometimes he can come across as another friend that will remain uh, anonymous because that's another thing. Unless someone publicly slanders me, I'm going to keep private conversations more private because I forget how many fucking people I'm talking to on this thing. Uh, That assume that Malinu took some sort of joy in uh, having a, being part of a group with a higher IQ than like the, the Roma gypsies have an average IQ of like 65. I promise you he takes no joy in that. In fact, he hates it. The amount of shit that he's taken for the IQ talk is is devastating and and ostracizing. And he fucking hates it. Like if you watch old Malinu like eight, nine years ago, that hopeful uh, vibe when it came to uh, education and all this stuff with certain groups, um, you can tell... Without question, the man takes no joy whatsoever. And by the way, whites are third. What kind of racist would put themselves third if they're lying? Ashkenazi Jews, Chinese Orientals, whites, as far as average IQ. And also, that doesn't mean anything when you're dealing with individuals. I'm smarter than a lot of Chinese people, and Thomas Sowell is a lot smarter than me. It's like the average height of a country. You know, unless you're dealing with some of these countries that like there's certain groups of people that I'll remain that will remain. And I, I just don't feel like going. Through, it's just too much of a headache. Their average IQ is so low that. Like the brilliant ones are below average. And I'm not even going to if you want to look into it, it's pretty wild. But let's just say some of these groups are pretty small, very incestual. Um, when you have an average IQ of 60. I mean, the military won't take you if you're under 78 because there's no job for you. You can't even pour coffee at certain IQ levels. And my uh, uncle, Michael, I almost named my son after him, was so severely mentally retarded. His, av- his IQ was probably 30. And he uh, is the reason my father's a communication studies professor. So there's value in all humans. You know, that's why I find uh, aborting people that may have Down syndrome to be so excruciatingly disgusting, I can't put it into words. 
if our son, if our, our next son, if they said it's a hundred percent that he will have down syndrome, we would welcome him with open arms and he would be a wonderful addition to our family or she that there's no question about that. Are they going to be uh, a, a thriving business owner in a free market? No chance, no chance, but will they have the potential to be as good or better than me as a person and bring that much to society? Of course. It's just when you're bringing in millions of, of people with an average IQ that is mentally retarded, the reason that, that the, the people do this is because they can't compete in a market economy. It's how you get socialism. There's, there's forces at work doing this shit that are so dark and nefarious, you wouldn't believe it if you saw it because it's so insane. If you have an average IQ, if you have an IQ of under 90, you don't do very well in free markets. You know, socialism does, it's better for you. You're better at following orders, um, not thinking outside the box, just doing what you're told. And that is so um, enticing to, uh, to power hungry psychopaths. And that's the only reason that, that Malinu even addresses it. Trust me, there's nothing good that comes from that talk of average IQ. But you have to discuss it if you're going to talk about immigration. Because there's certain parts of the world that are so dumb. And I mean that not trying to be offensive, but they, they eat each other. Like they literally will eat albinos because they think they'll give them magic powers. Want to know um, the bear clan of the Vikings, the... Um, a lot of people think that they were the, the people with Down syndrome, just like us. But uh, the berserkers, they would kill anyone and just go berserk. They were fearless. You know, there's a lot of tribes where Down syndrome isn't a negative. If you're like a warrior class, a lot of these dudes are so fucking strong and fearless, uh, but also very good-hearted if you, if you don't raise them with trauma. But if you raise them with the trauma of being Vikings, you become a berserker. And we still use the word to go berserk. They would give them psilocybin mushrooms or and a, a, a stimulant. And they were people with um, brain injuries or Down syndrome, people that just didn't have that thing in their brain that says stop. And they would just send them into battle. And they were so effective that we still use the word going berserk. It's fascinating, right? And you can see it with inbreeding uh, trends in different parts of the Middle East because you can't say Middle Easterners. Iranians have, are crazy smart. And then you go into like some of the cave areas of Afghanistan and they're so inbred that the horror stories, guys. I have a buddy who ran, um, or not ran, but was one of the uh, main guards in Buka, Buta, uh, a... Uh, a military prison in Afghanistan for like ISIS guys. You don't understand what these dudes are capable of. They're so twisted that they would, um, I don't even want to, it's just look into it. Cause there's, this is a family show in a lot of ways, even though I uh, swear a decent amount, you don't even want to know what these people do. Bufa camp. Is that it? Uh, Buta, one of them. He had me. He was having me read "Defeating, Defeating Jihad." Says so a great book, but horror doesn't begin to describe it. And it doesn't. And, and when you get uh, really high intelligence psychopaths, you get Bernie Madoff. You get psychopaths that take a trillion dollars through math algorithms. When you get very low IQ psychopaths, 
you, you don't even want to know what the fuck they did in there. All right, let me keep going. 30 minutes ago, I was telling my coworker I should open a daddy daycare where I can teach four-year-old boy skills. They immediately attacked me, calling me a sexist. Of course they did, but you're right. Part of being a man, you got to be extra masculine these days where you hold your ground, but you're still kind. Like, you don't need to have to call these people cunts, you know, and cover their face with a burqa. That's no good. But to keep your ground, but not listen to them is a pretty high level of masculinity that we have to do to, to beat these people. All right, can you go on Shapiro and talk rhetoric? I'd love to. If you'd ever have me, I, I would enjoy that too because I could also talk to him about uh, the cultural problems that he has. I think that Shapiro is a very brilliant guy when it comes to uh, constitution law or um, politics, sometimes a little too much for himself. But when it comes to like analyzing Roseanne and, and James Gunn and, and, the, and the cultural war, I think that there's he either has blinding misreads or it's intentional but i will not assume it's intentional because that's uh, that leads me down bad roads i'm not going to assume it's intentional i'm going to assume that there's misreads that he doesn't understand what he's saying because his opinion on roseanne would mean i'm out of work would mean i can't do my job if you can't make fun of a woman for having a haircut that looks like a character from a movie if you call that vile and that deserves firing I mean, that's, that's prejudice against the hilarious. All right. We still have 2,000 people. It's phenomenal. I'm probably going to have to go a little more than two hours, though, because I'm not going to miss any, uh, any super chats. Utopia both means good place and no place. Yep, my brother, my brother uh, told me that a while ago. I talked about that in, uh, in a bear stream. I think it was called The Problem with Utopia. It means nowhere. Kiwi Bear, Kiwi Bear uh, sent me something cool. That song is really cool. It was called... Uh, it's a person's name, but it's by Pucifer. Kiwi Bear is pregnant, and she had such a crazy year, and she's such a good artist, an OG bear. I love Kiwi Bear, and just so thankful that she got pregnant because her and her husband were trying for a while. She lost a brother and a grandmother this year, and she sent me that uh, her version of Bright Eyes. Like, Bright Eyes, first day of my life, is the song that reminds me of being a father and fucks me up emotionally. It's also very anti-abortion, I think. I don't even know if he intended it. But her, hers is uh, it's by Pucifer. I just don't remember the name, but check it out. Harry Potter, he'd probably say something like, Ferignus Levitus Deportis, which is why she started writing about other characters queerly. Hysterical. For, Forinus Levitus Deportis. Very good joke, Patch Johnson. It's a thinker. Feel the bears. I want to hear something beautiful, so I hereby... Mildly input your piano chops. Incidentally, the magic spell thing is insane and true. It's so fucking true, dude. It's so true. You give something a name, it's out of Genesis. It's out of Genesis, man. You give, you name, naming something is what brings it into, into being. All right, I like how these rich actors or writers have walled off castles with loads of bedrooms and villas. If you're really like immigration and socialism, maybe use them for good. Nope. I know, and I would take in a South African into my house. I would, but that's about it. I'm not taking in just random people that want to make money. If a South African got kicked off of a field, I don't know. My wife may have an issue with that with her two young children, but I would, I would pay the rent of a. I w- I'm very cool with helping people in dire straits that have American values, but I'm not just letting in hordes. 
The migration into America right now, or for the last 40 years, is bigger than any invasion of Rome. The Visigoths, the Ostagoths, the Vandals, the Huns. You know Attila the Hun? That was a, a smaller percentage of, of a population. And by the way, they were invited by the emperor. Look into Roman history. Like right now, there's an invasion happening, and it's not cool. And it's the biggest in human history. It's the biggest in human history. And that's why we're having identity problems with what makes American. And that's what's causing this tribal bullshit. That's why I really think about what you value and what makes you American. Because um, my ancestry goes back to 1710 in America, and I'm a blood relative of Clark from Lewis and Clark. Like, my people have been here a fucking long time. So I kind of have a good idea of what makes America America and what the melting pot really was and how I can be Scandinavian, German, Czech, Jew, and Irish Catholic at the same time and have it work. It's because the nation of America, you know, is bigger than all of us. And, uh, and God we trust is right there. Like logically, we have to believe in God to be American because there's no free will without God. Uh, unfortunately, Sam Harris made me face that, that reality. Way easier being agnostic, guys. Not easy facing your maker. There wasn't a force pushing me towards Christianity when it comes to like animal instincts and shit. It's just the logic started making sense to the point where I couldn't look away. It was the same with uh, being anti-abortion. A little tiny ball of cells doesn't look like a life to me. And I would love to be able to say that's a woman's choice and she should just bail on that if she wants. But there's no logical explanation for that. It's the same with guns. So a governor can have armed, armed guards. Meryl Streep can have armed guards. A state senator. What about, a, uh, what about an alderman in a small town? Does he get armed guards? Meryl Streep isn't even politics. She's just rich. So at what point do you get armed guards? What about an elected, um, elected uh, dog catcher? Does he get armed guards? Does he get guns? Who gets the guns and who doesn't and why? And there is no answer. So it has to be everyone is allowed guns and self-protection. It's the same with, with abortion. I don't have a visceral attachment to a ball of cells, but there's no reason that's less life than when they can feel pain. So unless you commit to a logical thing, you can't have an opinion. There's no free will without the belief in God. God is what gives us a soul. In a world of determinism, you can't be a father. How do you explain to your kid to try hard, that it's his fault, or that he should do better, or self-ownership without a soul, without free will. And some people are like, well, I'm an atheist, but I believe in free will. You really don't then. You have to believe in God to have free will. If not, we're just a series of chemical reactions. What makes us special is God. Without God, there's no free will. So deal with that, and then come back to me. That's why people like Sam Harris um, are determinists. And they say stuff like, like when someone in a crowd says, how do I teach my son determinism? And he says, you lie, and everyone laughs. I didn't laugh. I wanted to know the fucking answer. When my son uh, is too rough with baby brother Charlie, how do I tell him to stop? How, how do I say, oh, no, no, you're not in control. This is a series of chemical reactions based on your genetics, your environment, a lot of things you can't possibly understand. And he, and he then says, so what do I do? I, there's, not any, there's no doesn't matter. Everything's pre predetermined. That's reality. If you're an atheist, a lot of atheists don't face the hard reality of what atheism means. There's no soul and there's no free will. 
Try and teach your son how to live in this world as a determinist. And as Sam Harris says, just lie. That's a choice, Sam. And if you're truly a determinist, you can't say words like I am, I will, I'm going to. You fucking wizard. And then from there, figure out your shit. I'm not telling you what to believe. But if, unless you're a determinist, you believe in God, whether you want to admit it or not. Because that's what lights our soul. That's what lights us up. That's, what, that's, that's why a wolf will never be charged with murder. Because they're just wolves. They can't help themselves. Kind of like how the left views blacks. A thousand shootings in Chicago since Memorial Day, but we're still talking about the 16 unarmed shot by cops. By the way, they still could have been threats, but that's total. Because the way the left sees black people is they're animals. They, can't, they don't know any better. A thousand shootings? A thousand. No one's kneeling for that. No one's trying to reform inner city black America. I'm not a racist. I think black people have just as much of a shot in America as white people. What's the problem? There's no dads. What caused that? Welfare, welfare system. Um, the culture war. Rap music. Being, thinking it's cool to go to prison. Like that shit is why they're broken. It's not because they're black. So a leftist who's, who doesn't believe in a soul, it's like a wolf doesn't commit murder. So when you commit murder, when you kill somebody, why is it bad? It's because you should know better. Why? Because you have free will. Why? I don't know. Stop asking questions. Want to know why you didn't answer that question? Because it's God. Without God, there's no free will. Without free will, life is a meaningless pile of shit. You can't teach. You can't protect. You have no purpose. You have no history, no meaning, nothing. You can't plan for the future. You can't snap out of your own hell if you truly believe there's no free will. If the words coming out of my mouth are predetermined, what is stopping me from blowing my fucking brains out? Nothing. Because that's predetermined too. That's why these sophists, these wizards, these dark force spell makers are so full of shit. Why do you think I can't stand Sam Harris? He knows there's a soul. Or else he wouldn't say, I will, I do, I am. Why would he debate? Why would he give a fuck about anything? Why would he produce? How does he teach his kid? Without God, humans aren't special. So we're just wolves? We're just instinctive psychos that should just bash each other with rocks and steal each other's shit. Just fuck and breed and orgy and hurt each other and just be so baseline that we hopefully can find a potato in the wilderness. No civilization is based on free will and a soul. And without God, there is no soul. There's no free will. You're just an animal. Accept that or don't accept that. But I'm sick of these people playing games. I'm sick of live action role play where people are like, I'm an atheist, but you know, I, I believe that I'm... No, there is no I. You're a goddamn jackal in the night if you don't believe in God. You're a coyote. There is no anything. Somebody wrote, yeah, it sucks, but we have no soul. Why would it suck? If you truly didn't have any soul, you wouldn't even feel that it would suck. Why would it suck? The existence of a soul is an idea means that you want it and you wouldn't want it if you were truly an animal. You, you disproved yourself. Logically, there is a God. Without, there's no logic without God. How's their logos? 
if everything is just an impulse, impulse from chemical reactions, how can you think? Fuck, right? Try and come back from that shit. Try and tell me how you're... Because I know a lot of moral atheists, but they're not really atheists. They just don't fucking know it. They hate religion. They hate the lies from the priest from when they were a kid, just like me. They hate the idea of God because they watch people manipulated by it. They watch uh, good people easily tricked, give their money to a, a shyster. They watch people rape kids and then lie about it. They, they watch people in Bible study say that, you know, the only sin they face is giving too much. And so for that, they hate God. For that, they see God as a manipulation, as evil, as non-existent. That's it. You're not an atheist. If you believe in free will, you're not an atheist. You just don't know it. You just have a, a tangled web in your mind. You, you may not believe that, that Jesus turned water into wine. You may not believe in, in, in the Bible, but you sure as shit believe you're special. If you think, I think, therefore I am. I, I think, therefore I am. That's the basis of Western civilization. Try and argue around that. Fucking feel free. You're not going to win. I'll still love you. I'll still think you're cool. I'll still hang with you. I know plenty of atheists that are, are more moral than me. That I would, In a foxhole, they would take a, a bullet for their country before I would. True. I know atheists that have served in Afghanistan and Iraq, overseas. They've done shit that I can't fathom. They believe in God. They just don't know it. Because without God, every premise they live by doesn't exist. Talk about some fucking hard truths on a Monday, huh? Jesus. This one's going to go more than two hours, obviously. It's still 2,000 people here. I'm not preaching, by the way. I'm not a religious figure. We're not going to let me go down that, that rabbit hole. Sam Harris is such a fucking douche. I used to love the guy, too, just because he stood up to Islam. But then I just realized he just does that to all religions. He thinks the Christian God and the Jewish God is, is, is just as bad. Because he's a fucking retard. He doesn't understand the story of... He hasn't really... He's either, he's either intentionally misconstruing the story of Isaac and Abraham, or he's retarded. God did not want him to kill his son. He was teaching that to stay in the covenant, you have to be able to give up everything to stay in the covenant. And only then do you keep your son. And you see that in, in, in movies. You see that in, uh, in any movie with archetypal heroes. You see the dark forces command you to do something evil. And when you do it, you just become a weapon of evil. It doesn't save your son. You lose everything. So to say, I won't do that. I won't turn on God. I won't turn on the covenant because someone's uh, taking something from me is the only way you stop it. It's right in Thor. It's in Thor Ragnarok, that new movie. That one dude who turned to survive. Remember the, 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 the gatekeeper guy with the tattoo on his head? All he wanted to do was survive. So he links up with the evil Hela and he just starts doing her will. And he was about to start executing people when, when, when it was stopped and more plot comes in. That's the whole point is if you're willing to execute your own, give up. It's not even about execution. It was just dr dramatized that way. If God says you must give up your own family to stay in the covenant, that's why Jews are considered the chosen people and Christians are chosen people because it's all from the same God. It's just the New Testament is the more interesting part of the Bible. I don't know why the Jews stopped reading it, but um, if you follow these rules, you don't get annihilated. 
You know, in the world of Sodom and Gomorrah, in the world of Leviticus, if you don't follow all of this shit, all of it, you die. Your family dies. Everyone dies. There's no refrigeration. There's no penicillin. There's no WebMD. You're dead. So that's why it was a harsh reality. And so when Sam Harris is like, oh, it's an angry God. No, it's a God that was masculine enough to tell his people, do this or you fucking die. And out of that comes Sermon on the Mount. Out of that comes the freedom of man, the freedom of the individual, the freedom to love, the freedom to love your neighbor. That doesn't come without Leviticus. And when you give that up again, if you give up the freedom, if you give up the freedoms that we got from the New Testament, from Jesus Christ, literally, the, the, the turn your other cheek and love thy neighbor and all that stuff, we go back to Leviticus. And if you don't follow the rules about shellfish, you're dead. That's always there. The world's harsh as fuck. We see this world because it's been created out of this knowledge, this truth, this logos. Without Jesus, there's no logos. Without God, there's no soul, there's no free will. This is logical. It's so insane to me when people make it seem like religion is illogical. Yes, there's a leap of faith. Yes, uh, to believe in, in God and in Christianity, there is faith, a faith element. And I think it's important to make that jump, to have faith. But if you value your life, if you value anything that's good in this world, it's logical to believe in God. Because without God, without Jesus Christ, without those teachings, we don't have shit. We're throwing rocks at each other in a fucking desert. And that's a fact. And we're going to have a bunch of wizards and shit trying to show us all these ancient worlds. that They were almost there. They were almost there. You could build pyramids and shit. But it was hell. And they all failed. It's fucking true, man. It's true. And it's like, if you're logical, the use of logic itself means you believe in God. Means you believe in Jesus. Fucking try to argue that with me, man. It's not there. But you can be an atheist and I'll still be your friend. I'm not a, a, a feverish religious person. I'm not um, a, a zealot. I'm not um, one of these people that's like, I can only hang out with other, this denomination of this. I'm just into truth. I'm into God. I'm into uh, people that aren't lying to me. Stefan Molyneux is an atheist. He's smarter than me. He logically got to the same conclusions that Christians did. That's why Christians and him get along so well. Somehow he still doesn't believe in God, but that's his decision. I don't see how you can believe in a soul or free will without God. He may have an answer. I haven't heard it. He, he has a bunch of books I haven't read. But I'm not saying you can't be an atheist. But if you're here and you're a bear and you're a good dude, there's a really good chance you believe in God. You just don't know it. Every single sentence you say and belief you have is on the knowledge of free will, which only comes from the breath of creation. I've never heard an argument outside of that ever. That's why even Eric Weinstein believes in God. And he's one of the world's best mathematicians, logical to a fault, but there's areas where science and math and all this shit just doesn't equate. And I don't know. I'm going to keep reading. I'm on a fucking tear. Haven't lost anybody. 2000 people, man. Hit the like button, share this shit. I don't need your money, but I do need that other form of currency, which is sharing because I'm shadow banned. Demonetized. Isn't it funny how demonetized is from the same root word as demonized? Demon, demona, demonetized, demonized. Huh. Thousands and thousands of people watch my videos and I get the lowest category. 
of monetization because I'm deemed bad. Even they'll either take away all of the commercials or leave a few and give me pennies on the on the dollar of the SJW dollar. I stay monetized because if not, I couldn't live stream. But I don't need their fucking money. You know, I got enough. You guys support. You guys come to the shows. You guys do super chats. If you don't have enough, don't give me shit. Don't need it. But what I do need from you, which will cost you nothing, is hit the like button, subscribe, hit the alert, because that grows this message. And if you actually believe in that shit, you're either just going to complain or you do. That's why I used to like just do it. And now I'm starting to see it as a different thing. Just do it. I love it because it's, it's about action. Don't just think it. Do it. But just do it. I'm starting to see relates to the impulse of animals. Just do it. Just fuck it. Just snort it. Just eat it. Just kill it. Just do it. You know, it's like that satanic um, line out of that one. uh, If I was the devil, it's like, do as you please. Do as you please. That's some bad shit. Don't do as you please. Get a moral structure and don't leave it because you can't trust your own instincts because you're half animal. I believe we have a soul and there's part, there is determinism. It's in there. I, I think I have a predisposition to rage and, and anger. Used to be lust. I, I conquered that shit. Oh, there's a good line though with, uh, in uh, Dr. Strange. You don't beat your demons. You just, you just live above them. I thought that was awesome. All right. Fat feminist called my five-year-old son. I want to know how I beat lust. Some of you guys might be wondering that. When you equate sex with making life and seeing what happens when you make life with your dick, like you have kids, it just isn't the same. Like you just, it, cha- it, it, can, it can really change in your mind. Cause I used to be a very lustful man. I still have a high sex drive. Um, you know, I still see a 0.7 hip to waist ratio on a woman that isn't my wife. And I'll catch myself going like that. Like women look at shoes. It's in our DNA. You can't fight that. Not perfect. No one is. But wanting to put my cock in women, now that I see the power of, of cock and vagina, it's way too intense. It just isn't like whimsical and lustful. And if I really truly understood everything that comes from sex, creating a life, supporting the life, being there with your uh, woman through complications and pain and sadness and postpartum depression and, and nausea and, and uncomfort and insecurity, and like that's all with sex. And when you when it's with someone you love, it can still be hot and dirty and fun, like me and Amy. But that's because I trust all those other things with her. Now, random women, when you equate all that shit, every moment I have with Walter, every moment of pain we've had, every moment of 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 fear in a hospital with sex, you don't want to put your cock in other women. It's very easy to beat. You just have to really go through that whole process, and don't have any of your ego or because we all have ego too. I have an ego. I don't like when people talk shit. But don't attach your ego to sexual attention from women. That also will make it hard to beat. But I think I have a genetic predisposition to rage. I mean, my grandfather literally knocked a fucking priest out. It's like, other side of my family, the dude was a motorcycle repairman in a country band that used to get in fights all the time. And it's like, I know, and my other uncle is a literal killer. He's hunted every animal on the planet. He makes his own bullets. It's, it's just like, I know I have that in me. So I'm just trying to rise above it. That's why I, I have all these triggers and like how to not become an asshole. Is the biggest thing for me is not to assume someone's intentions. 
That's why I apologized about the Rogan thing, and that's why I'm not going to say Ben Shapiro knows what he's doing. Because when I assume that someone's doing something because they know what they're doing, and that is harming me or my family, I want to fucking wring their necks. So now I just, I see it as what they say and what they do and not like, it's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong, but that's a big way to get past shit. All right, dude, drag queen. Oh, well, fat feminist called my five-year-old son sexist for choosing the man to cut his hair instead of her. I wasn't there. I wish I could have responded, buddy, we're going with the girl. We only have to pay her 77 cents on the dollar. Hilarious. I'm getting so pumped up today. Thank you, Manster Bear. That was brilliant. Dude, drag queens are reading books to elementary school kids. WTF. Yeah. We put that in a video we made nine months ago called uh, uh, It's Time to End Personhood. It was about Justin Trudeau. I don't remember what it is, but we put that shit in there. Bro, I'm a, I'm a canary in the coal mine, dude. I've been warning about this shit for a while. So are Christian fundamentalists. They've been warning about this shit for decades. I just wasn't listening. Gymnastics is the number one sport for spinal injuries. My husband's company builds um, standards for people with spinal injuries. Gymnastics brings sales. Yeah, I'm not going to have them get all flippy and shit. Uh, I just want them to have that that core. And the best time to do it is as a kid because you don't really get spinal injuries as a kid. It's all uh, it's all like bendy bones and shit, and he's so close to the ground. Yeah, I don't want him to be like one of those crazy fucking eight backflip midget guys. All right, send a version of Free Bear song to check out. Thank you. I got to, yeah, when, it, when I'm on tour, by the way, when I say someone, at the very end, I'll be like, I'll take some requests. Someone yell out, Free Bear. And then we'll go from there. I'll, I'll try and play coy like I'm not really going to play it. And then just fucking go crazy when I play it. It's wicked funny. It's all bullshit. You guys don't know the song, but we'll pretend like we do. Entered abortion conversation the other day uh, saying, I just heard slit throats screaming. Effective and true regardless. Leftist tactic, show stop. You seem like you abbreviated that statement, but I, I do know what you're saying. Uh, they do cut the throats of third trimester abor- or uh, partial birth abortions. When the baby starts screaming, they cut the throat. Uh, I don't think they, the woman read about that in Cosmo. Do you? We have Unbearables groups and pages on Facebook, and I'm an admin for four of them. I post your stuff from Instagram and YouTube. Links in chat. Much love. Thank you, Bunny Gore. Appreciate that. I don't get involved with that shit because that's you guys' shit. I don't want to be a micromanager, but I appreciate the love because I'm banned. Same with Twitter. So please tweet this stuff out. Facebook it. It's harder to take down people that believe in something. Like when there's numbers of us, you can't deny it in a democracy. All right. You need it, but or for the rest of us, it's good to avoid social media. FBI loves it. Never before have the masses provided them with a current photo, a list of known associates, and a record of every place they've ever been. I know. It's, uh, I need to do it, but it's also very good to be um, wary. That's why my biggest trolls and some of my biggest legends don't have pictures on Instagrams. Instagram. Because some of them are like, some of the biggest legends don't want people to know shit about them, and then the trolls, of course, are cowards. Logan, can I be verified as Logan Bear? Also, I'm working on some designs for those handmade bear steins. I hope you and the bears will like them. Yes, and we'll sell them from unbearablestore.com. We're also going to sell T-shirts with that Che skeleton a bear made the design so we're going to be able to employ him for the design and then sell the pics that's how bears work we have in-group preferences just like the jews can i be verified as saved bear thank you welcome saved bear a bot that only does grade school potty humor skit yeah a bot from 1991 where he just keeps calling everyone fags 
You're, yeah, yeah. I mean, yours is better because you shouldn't say fags, I guess. What's the best email to send skit ideas to? Unbearable comedy at Gmail and CC me at why didn't they laugh at Gmail? We're going to compile a whole thing, but as we all know, I'm slightly autistic or savantish. I think the word's savant. Like with words and music, I'm awesome, but everything else, I'm literally a disaster. Things you didn't know you needed to know. The piss test that the government uses is called ICUP. Spell that out loud and enjoy the lulls. I-C-U-P. That's hilarious. Can I be verified as Rambling Wreck Bear? Welcome, Rambling Wreck Bear. Can't wait for Atlanta. Me neither. Bearhoven. I'd love to see Shylock look into the case of the missing bike. He would blame the Jews. And he'd be wrong because it was a black guy. Hey, Big Bear, I just sent you an email. It's lengthy, but I think you will find it. It's worth a read. Please read before the Dallas show. My wife and I will be there and hope to meet you. God bless. I'll meet all of you. I'll stay after for pictures, beers. I'll overstay my welcome. Hugepianist.com for tickets. Dallas is sold out. Austin sold out, but there's still Houston, San Antonio, Atlanta, and West Palm. West Palm is actually a lot less tickets than I thought. The original ticket count was for two shows, and I was only going to do one show. So I'm now realizing that, that that's running lowish too. So if you want tickets for any of these, get tickets now. We're going to shoot it. We're going to have a blast. And uh, I emailed the location of all of it to people. A lot of people get nervous. They'll buy tickets. They're like, we didn't get a ticket in the mail. We don't know where we're going. We let you know. We got to be a little on the down low because of the SJs. Big Bear, you rock. Joke idea. Sexual relations with a sheep is an animal cruelty. If you use a lambskin condom, is that a hate crime? That's funny. We are Bear Energy. We are. Thanks for everything you do, sir. You're an inspiration. Can I give a shout out to my girlfriend, Shauna Lee? Shauna Lee. And tell her to marry me. Ha ha. Thanks again, man. Kevin. Mary, uh, he wants to marry you. So he's going to do it the right way. You're going to do it the right way. But until then, you got me asking. Uh, so Kevin wants to marry you, Shauna Lee. Do it. It's time to breed. Uh, what do we got here? I'm going to just start going fast because I'm now at two hours and 24 minutes. And they cut off the first. Everything after two hours is cut off for a while. For like four hours or some shit and people spiral. All right. I'm trying not to miss anybody, by the way. But if I do, I apologize. Hey, man, absolutely love your stuff. I'm still wrestling with the free speech versus pedo talk. I, I know the left will try and use freedom of speech for defense. I wrestle with it, too. What, all I got, what I have is a free speech, and then we know them, ostracize them, or hurt them. That's all we can do. We can't shut down speech of anybody and also have our beliefs because then we're fucked. It's, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. But I think that's all we got. My 16-year-old daughter asked me, what is Owen Benjamin's favorite element? Barium? Barium. That's a funny one. I think mine actually is oxygen or carbon, but barium's up there. Name your uh, details on your website. What location? I can't. Well, they'll just get called. The, I got eight, seven shows shut down last tour. So I, I adapt. I'm not just going to complain all the time. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. I don't list location until the week of. Have you ever heard of the group Two Steps from Hell and its composer Thomas Bergerson? If not, check him out and learn the song Sonera. Amazing. I'll check that out. Hey, Big Bear, love what you do. Can I be verified as Renaissance Bear? Welcome, Renaissance Bear. Yeah, the weather is all conspiracy. Everyone who watched the Olympics knows that it's the Chinese controlling the weather. I'd way more, give it more to the Chinese, especially just from carbon emissions. Have you seen Joe Rogan meets Ro Jogan? Reminded me of your conversation, edit of Shapiro. Yeah, it's, it's genius. 
Uh, hello, I've been in a coma twice, four weeks each. Now live in parents' basement, and I began to follow you after your first appearance on Lottery with Crowder. I'm so thankful you make my days bearable. Love it. Congra- uh, congrats. I w- I don't, that doesn't make any sense. But uh, I'm glad you're bearing. You're bearing with it because life will get better, um, even if it's just in your mind. But I, like my buddy with the traumatic brain injury lives in his parents' basement. He was in a, a coma for a year. And aside from him calling me nonstop, he's doing awesome. All right, shame or humility? Yes. And propaganda was made legal in the U.S. a few years ago. True story. I'm sure it was. Mike Freeze. Hi, BB. You mentioned you would read PayPal today. I have no time, buddy. I'm sorry. But uh, Bear Phone is active for the entire tour. And, and everyone will be responded to. I'll have Coddington on that. Oh, and you got to respond to JW's email. He was just on Tom Woods, had a great interview with Cody Wilson and talked Christianity. And he's a massive fan of yours, founder of mathbot.com and Bitcoin security expert. That sounds awesome. I'd love to have him on. Uh, send it to unbearablecomedy at Gmail. The level will um, put that in due order. Because they're the ones that are getting me all these interviews. I haven't reached out to anybody. Coddington, DeLev, um, Base Texan, Bayonet Bob. He doesn't do the audio anymore, but he's still crushing. Uh, sorry, the audio has been a week late. Coddington's on that. All right. Love from Hawaii. Currently in community college, and most of my professors are fairly right-leaning on the down-low, of course. They got to start being on the up-low. I'm sick of this secretive shit. What are we, gays? The gays used to have to hide. Not the normal people. The fuck happened? You read Edward Gibbons, too. I'm sh- I think I did. I don't know what that, what that is, what you're referring to. Can I be verified as Chipmunk Bear? See you in Dallas. Welcome, Chipmunk Bear. Can I be Home Eck Bear? Have you read any Francis Schaeffer? How shall we then live? I have not, but that sounds intriguing. If I have no free will, morality is pointless since I have no free will to follow a moral code. Exactly. There's, no, there's nothing without free will. Free will only exists with God. Do the logic proof, guys. George. Oh, Papa Bear. Off to California in two days. Remember that I sent money for two tickets in Atlanta. If someone can't afford it, God told me. Love it. He's a Presbyterian uh, leader. We got minister. I went to a Presbyterian church for six months. Good people. Very mellow. A little judgy. Good guys. Uh, if anyone needs two tickets to Atlanta and can't afford it, please email unbearablecomedy at gmail. And um, whoever's first, I guess. If a guy, thank you, by the way, Papa Bear. If a God who knows the future, oh, by the way, that guy's awesome. He's, he's awesome. If a God who knows the future and he created you, then you also created the future. That is predestined. God equals no free will. Hang on. Let me think about this for one second. I can't get bogged down with this shit, but give me a second. If a God who knows the future and he, God doesn't know the future. Why does God know the future? God doesn't know the future. Omnipotence doesn't mean future. That's something for more of my religious bears, but, uh, I don't think it's anywhere about the future. He would have seen uh, Lucifer, his treachery coming. (laughs) No, the whole thing is God could control everything, but he gives free will and then goes like this because nothing would have meaning unless there's free will. It would just be masturbatory as a creator. If he made everyone do everything, there's no life. There's no existence. But anyway, let's just say he could. If God knows the future and he created you, then you also created the future that is predestined. God equals no free will. That's all in the assumption that God is creating the future, which he's not. My girlfriend, Ashley, wants to be verified as Diuper Bear. I'm super chatting on her behalf. Another topic. What's up, B? 
Big Bear, the view behind you looks awesome. Oh, it's the greatest. It's the greatest view. My land is great. That's where we're going to put the goats on that hill. I was just um, using my pole saw to get more light in there yesterday. And I was, uh, if you go on my Instagram, I was digging up the garden area. My buddy has a, a rototiller or whatever, but I went straight up. Just hands. My hands hurt now. Um, I think that's one reason why I'm always going to have a dad bod now. It's because I don't feel comfortable really going to a gym because I have so much shit to do on my land or I could be playing with my kid that I can't really focus on muscle groups or have like a good workout, but I'll, I'll like, I'll burn fucking tons of shit. Like yesterday I worked on, on the yard for like nine hours, just pulling roots, you know, cutting trees. I'm sweating right now. Too much coffee. Um, but yeah, I might get one of those. I might get that pool thing because my, my back's been so fucked and I can't do long distance running anymore, which used to be my whole thing. Uh, I know it's expensive and I probably shouldn't buy it, but it's my back. God is a fucking dick though. Seeing dozens of kids bald with cancer, trying to smile to prevent their parents from crying. He has to allow tragedy or else there's no good. It sucks. And God is kind of a dick. And awesome. It's a creator. It sucks, dude. I could lose my kid any day. My, my son could right now have cancer and I wouldn't know it. It would fucking destroy me. But that's life, man. And without that, we're just living in an ether, weightless. Like without death, there's no life. Like there, life would have no meaning. There has to be restraints, you know? It's intense, dude. That's kind of fucked me up a little bit. I know people that have lost kids to cancer. Oof. I, uh, having a kid, man, it's the first time I, I remember thinking, oh shit, now I can't die. <laughs> I used to be so much more comfortable with my own death. BB, would you consider doing a show in the Port Angeles, Washington area or other close small towns? If you could be home that night, would it be worth it? Yes. That's my dream. I was looking at Port Angeles to try and buy a warehouse as a theater, but I can't afford it. But yeah, I'd love to do a show there. Just give me a venue. Ruben was shitting hard on latest video of Shapiro. He said, if you don't see McCain as a hero and a total patriot, you're completely crazy. He's supposedly libertarian, but he shills for a warmonger and ignores his voting record. Yeah, he just, he wants to please everybody and he wants political power. I saw that when he said, welcome to the intellectual dark web, Barack Obama, because Obama, in one speech, said that identity pro- uh, politics is a problem. It, that's complete horseshit. John McCain was a dick. That guy was no... Listen, he suffered a lot when he served. And, and much love and everything. But so did Hitler, man. And I'm not comparing the guy to Hitler, but I also am. Uh, Hitler was a World War I vet who was very heroic. That doesn't mean shit. You know, not comparing him to Hitler at all, but you know, it doesn't like, just cause you, you suffered for your country doesn't mean the next 40 years of your career is good. And you can just tell by how he raised his kids. I don't think he did a good job as a father. Megan McCain was like ripping Trump at her own father's funeral at my father's funeral. And I've had issues with my father, uh, but I love my father. And at his funeral, I would not use it as a time to grandstand his enemies. I would talk about my father. 
and I would honor him because that's what you do at funerals. You don't talk about, you don't like shitty troll Trump by saying, uh, we don't need to make America great again and all this shit. It's like McCain sucked at parenting. If that's what his fucking, his own daughter did at his funeral. It's like, why don't you talk about him as a man, as a father, his, his, not Trump. Trump was golfing. Papa Bear, if there was no God, there would be no atheists. J.K. Chesterton, brilliant. That's why when I wasn't God-fearing, I was an agnostic. It takes faith to be uh, an atheist and a, a deep contradiction. Agnostic just means I have no idea. But I think that's kind of a pussy move at this point because um, it's just a pussy move. It's, it's just like being like, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm just going to enjoy the buffet. It's like, you got you to gotta take a stand at some point in your life. Agnosticism is so easy and so like, yeah, I mean, how can any of us know? Yeah, no shit. None of us. It's a dimension that we can't fathom. No shit. Now, you know, be a man and, and say what you believe. Fozzie Bear, love you, Big Bear. I'm a Catholic, but your assertion that logic and morality are linked solely to God is wrong. Listen to Hitchens. Absolutely destroy that argument. Might change your mind. I will. Thank you for that. I, I enjoy Hitchens. I think out of all those guys, he is the most listenable. But that being said, I've listened to a lot of these dudes. My parents are literally college professors. Uh, I've never heard an argument that, hang on, let me read this again, that morality, that logic and morality are linked solely to God is wrong. Well, there's no free will without God. And I've, and I've, I've searched and searched for the argument and I don't find it. How are we not wolves in the wilderness? How are we judgeable if we're just a series of chemical reactions created by our environment and our genetics? How do you judge a man? How do you put a man in prison? It's not his fault. You know, I just, I don't see it. Oh, and Austin, but I, I appreciate that though. I appreciate actual um, intellectual discussion. You're not just like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, that's what I love about some atheists is like when people actually engage in truth discussion. Oh, and Austin Fleckus is in chat. Much love. Harry Bear. Oh, I love that dude. Um, he's hilarious on Instagram. He's probably funny on Twitter, but I'm not allowed. What's up, Austin? Thanks for hanging. I'm a bit behind since I had uh, to interview someone, but can we talk about how awesome Hans Zimmer is? Noticed in the Shylock home clips. Oh, you mean... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's pretty awesome. It's called Time. I also like Pink Floyd's Time. Kicking away, or ticking away, the moments that make up a dull day. Fritter. Fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way. The sun is the same in a relative way, but you're older. Kind of gay, kind of becoming a gay. I gotta get through these. I'm at two hours and 38 minutes. I'm such a fucking dipshit. Is the correct book by William Shirer for the rise and fall of Third Reich? Can I be verified as Joey Bear? Welcome, Joey Bear. Yeah, rise and fall of the Third Reich has everything. 
And you'll be rooting for Hitler in the beginning. I was. He was a vet who assembled a ragtag bunch of misfits and took down some bad shit and then found meth and then started making some really horrible calls. All right, I'm an architect. 12 is my favorite number. Um, Math, structural integrity, and versatility. Three triangle times four square. 12, three and four are building blocks of everything. Four is often structural, four is legs. And three is often aesthetic, thirds in film. Thank you, Cody. I was trying to describe that earlier, and I messed up. Big Bear, can I be knighted as War Bear? Welcome, War Bear. 22-year active duty Army veteran with six years in combat. Man, I want you on my side. Welcome, War Bear. Um, You're the exact type of bear that we're looking for. And uh, obviously, thank you for your service, even though I know that you served... uh, for you and your and your and your buds, some some of my marine buddies are like, I didn't serve for you, bitch. I served for my friends. They're fucking dead. And I'm like, easy, Eric Nimmer. You're still gonna open for me on the road. I have an eight month old. I too feel less secure with my own death now that I'm a dad. Hundred percent. I'll be able to die when he's like twenty, but now I can't die. Like I literally can't die. I used to be like. It, it, it was never in my head. Now, I know, I feel how important I am now to him and his upbringing and my wife. My wife needs me. Without me, it's just some black guy probably jump a fence, impress her with some smooth singing. Let's make it happen. I have uh, backers up here. I don't know what that's referring to. Uh, unbearable comedy at Gmail. CC, why don't they laugh at Gmail? Out of the window behind you. Would be a great spot to build an altar for bearable sacrificial ceremonies at our non-cult gatherings. We're not a cult. We're not a cult. Good call. I'm not allowed to have uh, strangers at our compound because uh, my wife, uh, it's valid. It's about safety. I used to get a lot of death threats. And and back in uh, Saranac Lake, everyone knew where we lived because we'd have like get-togethers and bears would pop over. Like when I taped... um, my last hour special, I let like 10 people stay at my house just for free. Just like, stay. No, you're a bear. I trust you. That's why I'm retarded. Because like two of them became evil bears. And doxed me. And I get enough shit from strangers. To have it happen from bears was pretty fucking brutal. That's one reason why I don't just give money to strange bears anymore. Because sometimes it makes them resent you when they don't accomplish anything with it. It's really weird. I can't explain it. But it's, it's true. All right, looking forward to your Saturday show, uh, Junction Bexar. Oh, I was about to say I have no Saturday shows. S-A-T-X. San Antonio. Me too. Debate me on creation versus evolution. Don't care if it's recorded. Uh, I'm not an expert at either. So that isn't my, my thing. So find someone else. Dick. Because you don't even know where I stand on that, I bet. And I don't know where you stand. So that, I don't know what we should do is debate both sides of it. That could be interesting. John Murphy and Bear McCary, great composers. Agreed. See, this is where I stand on on creation versus uh, evolution. I know evolution exists, uh, but I don't trust Darwin and his whole fucking thing because he's such a psycho. Please read, uh, watch my thing on Darwin. I... I believe the New Testament to me is literal and the Old Testament to me is um, there's there's many of those stories I believe are uh, what 
Jordan Peterson describes as hyper-reality, where it's repeated so many times that it just exists and it's true. It's kind of like what's true. Is, is, is Dostoevsky true? Even when he writes fiction, it's true. But I don't trust the scientific history of us anymore. Although I don't think the earth is 6,000 years old. But I also don't think that we came from a fucking monkey. I don't know. That's why I can't debate it because I, I truly am not an expert at it. I do know that slight advantages in the environment, like how wide your nostrils are because of how fast you can run with warm, moist air, gets you a slight edge for having children. Over a thousand years makes your nose bigger. Like that shit's real. Like I believe in evolution. I just don't like the the scientific secular history of us, I think is really fucking um, flawed. And I mean, Darwin was a straight cold uh, eugenicist psychopath. <laughs> so I don't know. No one knows. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think we ever walked with dinosaurs. But maybe we did. I don't think so, though. I don't really understand how carbon dating really works. I know it's about the decay of uh, isotopes. You know, like let's say it's uh, an isotope is a different number of neutrons. Uh, protons, neutrons. Yeah. And so there's a decay with certain things with organic matter, and that's how you can date the age of something. Now, if anyone, if a layman truly feels that they're an expert enough about the decay of neutrons to consider that a fact, I find that a little questionable. I mean, I I thought global warming was a fact, and none of the models came true. And if anyone thinks that's stupid, it's like everything they predicted in in, uh, an inconvenient truth None of it came true. It won an Oscar and was considered um, doctrine of the era. I remember when it first came out. And then if you rewatch it now, it's wicked funny. Because Al Gore, kind of likable in a fucking dopey way. But the whole movie is about the inconvenient truth that he lost the election. And there's subtext in every scene that he's sad about the election. And he just keeps putting out nonsense science. He said that New York City would be underwater by 2012, that the tip of Florida would be underwater by 2012. None of it happened. So if you then don't question the people who claim they can predict climate, if you could predict climate, you could become a billionaire shorting, um, shorting agriculture. If you truly know where, the, where it's going to rain and where it's not going to rain or where temperature will increase or not, you could become a billionaire um, by shorting or investing in different agriculture. No one's done this because no one actually can predict it. And then you could use that money to actually invent something that helps uh, fight whatever you think is worth fighting. Because it's not the Paris Accords. We would spend $100 trillion to, at best, lower the temperature of the earth one-fifth of one degree in 100 years. Oh, and there's a, a hit team in a black truck behind you, dude. Oh, no, that's my buddy. That's my neighbor. That street is only me and him. That's not a street. Dude, this area is fucking legit. Trust me. When we bought this house, a big factor was safety. That isn't a street. And then if you go up the street a little more, you got a a sheep farmer. And then you got my boy who's a trucker who you want in your corner. And I trust his family with my life. So this is where it's at. We also have a ravine, uh, unlimited fresh water, a pump, the pump house, not a gay bar, easy gaze. 
uh, and I'm growing tons of shit now. I'm now starting to get like legit output from my, uh, my garden. I'm only going to amp it up. I can't believe it's been two hours and 46 minutes and we have 1,719 people. I went 46 minutes over because I love you guys and uh, I didn't want to miss any super chats. I gave myself 40 minutes and I should have given myself 86. Uh, I blame the Jews. Please hit the like button. If you want tickets to the tour, please. And I'm not saying this to sell tickets. I'm saying this because I don't want you guys to miss out if you want to come because they always sell out. I think it's because I underestimate myself. I mean, they're not giant venues. It's not because I'm that popular. But uh, if you want to go get tickets at hugepianist.com, you can also uh, pick up one of my three specials or Eric Nimmer's special. Uh, we will have more after this tour. Um, why didn't they laugh at G- uh, Why didn't they laugh podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts? I know I'm a week behind, but Kyington Bear will get his head out of his ass and uh, update that for me. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe, share it, comment, anything you think. And just like how I reacted to the, uh, the atheist bear who made a great point. If you make a point, I never get mad. I love it because it might sharpen my, my sword or make me get another sword. But just don't just say you're a fucking idiot or you're, you're so fucking wrong. That's not a point. That's just you flailing at the darkness. Sophistry. It's kind of like the rhetorical questions. You know, what would you say if I told you that I have a 40-inch cock and it's covered with platinum? You see how that trick works? I hope you guys see that. I believe free will has to come from God. If anyone uh, has links to Hutchins, Hitchens, the gay guy, good dude, funny. I actually think he believed it. I don't think he was a wizard. I think Sam Harris is a wizard. I think that British guy is just a, a dickhead. Dude's got secrets. But Hitchens was legit. That guy was smart. He believed it. He was passionate. He was fighting against corruption. Because you got to remember, there's been a lot of times in history where the church is very corrupt. And atheists have been the heroes, honestly. Because when you got a bad religious leader, that's worse than no leader. Because you're taking human goodness and you're putting it against itself and you're hurting kids. So, but he's dead. I think of AIDS or some shit, right? You die of AIDS? Being gay in the 80s was a bitch, man. You go into a pump house, you walk out with no T-cells. They might have said it was cancer, but we all know it was fucking AIDS. But he was a legend. Does anyone know if it was AIDS? Cancer? Yeah, but that's what they used to say about AIDS. Lucifer fell from heaven and the rule of earth. You can walk with Jesus Christ in your heart if you seek him. Yeah, thank you for that. Cancer, LOL, cancer, LOL. He wasn't gay. Hitchens was gay as shit. I'm looking it up. As long as we're this far over, let's just burn this fucker. But I'm not going to go too much more. Uh, Hitchens, gay. I can't believe people don't know the gay guys. Christopher Hitchens had sex with boarding school boys. Yeah, I'm guessing it when he was in boarding school. That guy doesn't strike me as a pedophile. I have good pedophile dar. Uh, Stan Lee, for example, like has been in all these Marvel movies. And Amy was like, is he a good guy? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, he's a Jew. He might be a leftist, but he's a great writer. And she's like, no, like, is he like one of those pedophile guys? I was like, no, I don't think there's a chance in hell. Stan Lee's a pedophile. I think he's a hardworking dude. His politics might be shit, but, um, there's no way he is. You can tell a mile away when someone's a fucking creep. All right. Christopher Hitchens. 
As an atheist, he regarded concepts of God, blah, blah, blah. Gay, gay, gay. Where's his gay? Early life and career, personal life. Hitchens, uh, I got a floaty in my, in my eye. Hitchens was raised nominally Christian, attended Christian boarding schools, but from an early age, he de- declined to participate in communal prayers. Later in life, Hitchens discovered that he was a, of Jewish descent. Well, well, well. If it wasn't the Jews again on his mother's side, and that his Jewish-born ancestors were immigrants from Eastern Europe, including Poland. Well, well, well. Hitchens was married twice, first to Eleni something, a Greek. The couple had a son. Doesn't mean he's not gay yet. Hang on. Hitchens married his second wife, Carol Blue, an American screenwriter, and a ceremony at his apartment at Victor something. In November, Hitchens' mother committed suicide in Athens in a pact with her lover, a defrocked clergyman named Timothy Bryan. See, this is the kind of backstory I'm talking about. There's a reason that he may fucking hate religion. His mom killed, him, killed herself, with a, had a suicide like Bruno Mars type thing with a, with a clergy guy. The pair overdosed on sleeping pills. That's a coward's move. In adjoining hotel rooms. I, I wonder if they, uh, when they were booking the room, was that like on hotels.com? They're like, can we get adjoining rooms? We're going to do this uh, suicide thing. And Brian slashed his wrists in the bathtub. Hitchens flew alone to Athens to recover his mother's body, initially under the impression that she had been murdered. Both her children were then independent adults. That is a baptism by fire. The dude was gay. Hitchens was gay. You can have a kid all you want. You know, he's probably watching Fight Club while he's banging his wife. Does anyone know? Oh, that's a really sad story. That's why I've always gotten a good vibe from Hitchens. It feels like he was coming from an honest place. Like, I think he truly hated religion. He wasn't gay. Not gay? Was he seriously not gay? Eh, learn something new every day. I don't have great gaydar. I have creep dar. I just thought he was gay as fuck. I thought he died of AIDS. Swear to God. I mean, he smoked cigarettes. Like, smoking cigarettes, if you're like working, like a working dude, is not gay. Hitchens was bi. Yeah, he was, he was Burt Kreischer bi. That, that's the category. And bi is gay. Like, if you're putting dicks in you, you're gay. I don't give a fuck if you also can fuck chicks. Dawkins was gay. Dude, Hitchens was a gay guy. But he was coming from, like, gay guys aren't creepy. They don't have to be creepy. I know gays that aren't creepy. Uh, bi guys are almost always creepy. Because you don't know where you stand. You know, you never know where you stand with a bisexual man because they can talk to you about girls and you can play sports and go camping and shit. And then 20 beers later, they're trying to suck your dick. But versus a gay guy, you always know where you stand. So you're like, you can be friends with a gay guy, but you're not going to have 20 beers with him on a, on a expedition. Someone just said that I look by. I take that as a compliment because uh, gays, I'm, I, have, I have horrible style. I, I forget to uh, comb my hair. I've never put lotion on myself. That's a lie a few times after shaving. So if people ever tell me I look at all gay, I take it as a huge compliment because I'm the opposite 
of looking like that good gay vibe. I look so straight that I'm like a slob. Uh, I have have elite elite friends. I feel so fancy with them. Talking about peasants like the people in this chat. That was kind of a mean thing. I don't know why I just read that person out loud. Owen is a lesbian logger. You look super homosexual, says Easy123. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I thought you were just complimenting my shirt. He's not Bert Kreischer, bi. Well, the bisexual man is just down for anything. And I don't get that. I just don't understand that. It's, it's just a little, it's a little greedy. It's like if you're playing baseball. Everyone likes to bat. No one likes to play center field. It's boring. You're standing there alone. So when you're playing center field, you're waiting to bat. The bisexual is like, no, I'm just going to bat the whole time. And they're like, no, there's times when you can't bat. They're like batting all the time. All we- is Bert really bi? I have no idea. I just thought it was a really funny uh, rumor to start. Since he didn't, um, he didn't have any pushback when people said I was racist. So maybe I think he's bisexual. I don't know. Listen, I'm not here to start any rumors. But he's a, a giggly tub of bi. You know, he seems... Like, he'll just jerk or suck or finger or fuck. Like, he doesn't care. He'll drink it or fuck it. Doesn't matter to Bert. He'll just eat it and just get whacked off. Listen, I'll play, I'll play by the rules given to me. I'm not like Serena Williams. So if it's cool to, like, be like, maybe Owen's a white power guy, even though he's obviously not and he's my friend. It's like, maybe Bert Kreischer takes dicks in his ass and mouth and jerks dudes off. I don't know. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? I'm not here to start any rumors, but maybe he would suck or jerk any dick he sees. It's so surprising to me that Hitchens wasn't gay. That's an outspoken atheist that I have respect for, by the way. Not the British guy. Who the fuck's the British guy again? That little commie fucker? Why do I care? Because it's part of his story. I thought he died of AIDS. Now that I found out he's a straight guy who died of cancer and he has kids... It's way different. How is that not fucking applicable? Hitchens is asexual. Dawkins is a piece of shit. That dude, that dude is, is straight up bad. I think Sam Harris is just an opportunist. He's, a, he's just a wizard. You know, his mom created Golden Girls. He has big ears. Um, he just says trickery to get money. He likes to have conversations about conversations. Dawkins is a straight cold fucking demon. But uh, Sam Harris, I wouldn't say is a demon. He's just a piece of shit. He's just running around talking shit. Determinism. Fuck you. But Hitchens seems like true blue. He was the core of that group. Uh, I gotta go. I could just ramble all fucking day long. I just realized that. Uh, Hit the like button. Hugepianist.com. Follow me at OwenBenJam on Instagram or at OwenComedy on Twitter. Comment what songs you want to hear, what jokes I should do. This is when I need your help. Uh, I riff a lot. And so any joke that you've seen me do over the last few months that I probably have forgotten about, uh, please, like for example, Shylock Holmes, I completely forgot about until someone commented that that was funny and I should do that. I don't remember any of the shit I've talked about. So on this video, please comment what jokes I should do. Email unbearable comedy and why didn't they laugh at Gmail. Um, because I have to do a whole new hour for this tour. And by the end of the tour, I want um, a special. But in the beginning in Dallas, there's going to be some, some missteps. And we're all going to be part of it. But um, So comment, like, subscribe, share. 
Am I repeating myself a lot? Yeah, but I learned it from the Jew wizards. Repetition is key. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is a hero. Colin Kaepernick is a hero. Colin Kaepernick is a hero. We all know he's not. But if you say the lie enough, and I'm not even saying a lie. All right. Much love. Peace.